0: ladies and gentlemen, welcome welcome to the KO Co- optional podcast. Uh, yes, I grudge- dated
1: somebody who was really scared of that noise.
0: grudge edition, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that that was a scary movie. It was. It was it was terrifying. I Japanese, watched with- Japanese ones better for the record i have been told <laughs> this but i will say that i found the american one to be absolutely terrifying as did everybody in our house and none of us were willing to leave the living room after it
1: oh um, like, i watched we, d- we need to movie. go to the toilet
0: like no. no i watched that
1: movie with a roommate who was one of those people who would just like loudly laugh when they're scared okay. and my god does that ruin scary movies I like every time yes. something scary was happening she was like Ha ha ha! This is so dumb, right? Uh, ha ha ha, 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 ha uh, I was Like fucking stop! <laughs> it was yeah. The worst. That, so it really ruined that good. movie for me.
0: No, no, not not a fan of that. Not a fan of scary movies in general. The Grudge, fuck the Grudge, and fuck the Ring in particular. Goddamn evil movies. Terrifying. I remember
1: when Amnesia first came out and you played it.
0: That was awful too. Way back too. in the day. The way only reason I like that is because they gave me money. Well, they didn't give me money, but the video made me money. That's the only reason I ever played that game, and I will never play it again. Fuck that game. <laughs> you know, I actually got a save file that was halfway through the game because I was too scared to actually get that far myself. Ah. I know. I'm a, I'm a goddamn chicken. That's the way that it is. Oh, I too, if that helps. Hate that game. Hate it terrifying.
2: What, Jesse? What, Jesse? Wait, you gotta... You got sa- <sighs> yeah. First off, I'm losing my voice, so I'm saving my snark for when it's really effective. Secondly, uh, you got a save file for halfway through the game because yep. you're too scared. The scares don't start until halfway oh, great. through the game.
0: We have Jesse the Clicky back again
2: today, apparently. I don't... Uh. I don't... Whatever. Whatever. I just won't talk then. I'll play Fire watch two electric boogaloo and just go do something else
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: i got nothing i got nothing for you i got nothing for you evidently not thankfully we have a guest that does uh, his name
0: is brandon jones i don't what know mean?
2: that i agree with that either sorry uh, brandon, <laughs> brandon. <laughs> also there's trailer
0: jones on twitter welcome to the show hi everybody thank you for having me it is an honor and a privilege the uh unfortunate fact that we had to get you on the show after game trailers sadly passed away kind of sucks that's the best time that's the best time i have been told yeah i've told you you're the man with the knowledge you're the man uh who has an nda like everybody else but does know a few things and is willing to talk about it which is why i didn't speak to kyle about it last week apparently he's highly untrustworthy so you tell me yeah good to know so (laughs) i i want to know man what happened you know i'm sure you can speak from the perspective of uh, your website certainly over over the last year you being the one that was heading it up very much so you know, what what went wrong what why exactly do we not have game trailers anymore
3: well game trailers was always a funny business like game Trailers was, was 13 years old when it got shut down i i founded it with a friend of mine from high school so I saw it mutate into all sorts of crazy forms, you know it like started out just aggregating media and then went on to doing original content, which is mostly like event coverage and reviews like we didn't really have any shows right off the bat. Then we bring in like Shane Satterfield, he brings in his editorial staff, we like really ramp up reviews Then was like the Jeff Keeley era we're doing e three coverage, and then uh you know we get you know we transition from Viacom to defy and I think Viacom and defy. It's basically the kind of same situation, like when Viacom let us go and when Defy let us go. It was like, how do we deal with? How do we compete with the GameSpot? How do we compete with an IGN with this staff? And y- you need to you need to market that, and you need to put a lot of resources towards that. It's not an easy thing. And uh, both both parties, both Viacom and Defy, were just like not worth it. It's basically at the end of the day, they're just like it's too too many resources for something that is kind of tricky and controversial, which is editorial versus just straight up shows. Cause you look at all of Defy's other catalogs, smosh and clever and, you know, screen junkies and a lot of that other stuff. You know, when I first came into defy a year and a half ago, I was like, we're not like you guys at all. Like we're just a consistent editorial team week by week. We do our own shows. We shoot everything. We cut everything. We don't contract really anyone. Like if we go to an event out of town, we might get like a camera guy or like rent some equipment, but it's always us. We're not bringing in new people. And, uh, that was not. That was very alien. Both at Viacom, especially Viacom, a very TV-centric company, and even at Defy, you know, which uh, did did YouTube and website stuff just like we did. Yeah. So
0: I mean, I noticed the towards the end of the lifespan, it seemed like a lot of your editorial content was moving to YouTube. You know, what kind of t- when did that really happen? Because that that to me smelled like kind of the death throes of the site. Because I was looking at sure. the numbers, and it's like. There is no way they can support a staff on on this ad revenue because I know what that ad revenue is like on YouTube. It's not like great. uh, Yeah, I mean that was we always had a battle with YouTube
3: because of Viacom, you know, because Viacom and YouTube just didn't get along for a long time. Well, yeah,
0: Viacom fucked YouTube over and everybody else on YouTube actually with the Viacom uh, the Viacom verdict, which ended up uh, bringing in the Content ID and automatic claim system, which a lot of people are getting very upset about at the moment which uh, I got fucked over by, what, three or four years ago, I think, and actually multiple times by Sega and a couple of other places. So yeah, it, it,
3: re- it really comes down to a company re- you know, seeing you know, one of their divisions and thinking, like, it is, is this something we actually want to pour a lot of resources into because we're going to get a lot more out of it, or is this not just not in line with what we're doing as a company? Yeah, totally. Uh, and so that's kind of the boring answer to both of the situations when we left Icom and Defy. Um, I wish there was some kind of grand conspiracy, but it just comes down to... We, you know, what, what a case in point, uh, I just packed up a lot of uh, games that we got from GT. So we got to take all the games with us. Uh, so we're going to have, like, a little uh, raffle today and just have people come over and pick Aww, like, whatever game cool. and stuff like that they want. So at least we got to part with those. But at the same time, it's very telling that Defy, like, doesn't need the games. You know, like, they don't. They're like, that's not what we, that's not what we do. We're, yeah. we're, mostly, we're mostly event-driven when it comes to, to games coverage. But yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know... It, w- you, I can't get upset at Viacom. I can't get upset at Defy because they're such they're such big companies. They have so many branching arms, and so when you're just such a small division of that, it's hard to take a, a big you know decision like this really personally. That like oh the, the, you know they were out to get us. There's, you know there's bad blood here. It's just like straight business decision. We we joked about the closure of game trailers for years. It was always an internal joke. We were joking about it when I you know told the guys that we got shut down. Like that was. You that know. must have been a little awkward. It's like, "Oh, you serious?" "Oh, uh, ah yeah. shit." Oh, for real. Yeah, though. exactly. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah.
3: And I was kind of new, like whenever whenever I would go to close the door for a private meeting, it was like, "Uh-oh. Is today the day?" Um, just because it, it just is tricky, you know? And you can see that industry-wide, you know, whenever you see an editorially based whether it's video or blog shut down, it's like, "Uh-oh." You know, it's like dominoes. But um but, but but things have been good. I'm generally in high spirits to so, to wrap things up on a positive note. Uh, unless you yeah. have other specific questions, uh,
0: not specifically. No, I think that pretty much covers it. Uh, I mean, do you have anything planned for the future? I mean, as, you know, it's early days yet. I assume so. You know, if, in an ideal world, what would you mm-hmm. be doing in the next few weeks?
3: Uh, well, uh, today's actually a very speci- a special day because we have uh, the GT staff coming over to my house, like I said, and so we're gonna. We're going to chat today and see where, you know, see where everyone's at, what gauge everyone's involvement, and then figure out what we want to do moving forward. Um, I mean, I've been rattling my brain over the past three or four days to be like, what would I call something like that? And, like, nothing is bubbling to the surface. Um, Maybe I just need to get, like, the games out of my house and, like, clear my head. Um, But so hopefully we can do something as a group together depending on who's down. And I – I mean, you saw my – you know, my, my handle for Twitter, Trailer Jones. Like, I'm going to keep doing that. I'm going to do that on Twitch. I'm gonna, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, you can follow what I'm going to be doing. And hopefully we'll, all of us will stay in touch so you'll be able to see um, what we're doing. But the the the, the, sad, the sad story is Daniel Bloodworth got fired two days after he got married. So Ooh. he's on his honeymoon when he, get no. let, when he got let go. And he got back yesterday, I think. No, he got back Sunday, I believe. So we couldn't really get together and figure out what we're going to do until he got back and we can actually like talk to him in person. So that's, that's why I took a... That's why it took a couple weeks for us to get together, but uh, we're back. We'll figure that out. So it's oh, funny that you said so
1: sad.
3: it's funny that both of these, you know, that this, this is actually the first, like, podcast or anything I've been on since uh, the site got shut down. So it's kind of eerie that both this and, like, the meeting are happening on the same day. Um, it's a very shameful <laughs> day. Yep.
0: Oh, well. Uh, so, yeah. fingers I mean, crossed, across the board. Nobody is happy, I don't think, to, to see game trailers go down. So, you yeah. know, I think it was a big inspiration for a lot of people. It's It's where a lot of the original game video editorial stuff really took off and i think that you know certainly sites like the escapist and then things like us on youtube you know very much followed in the footsteps of game trailers so it's a shame that it went and uh best of luck to you and all of the game trailers guys in the next few months hopefully you'll land on your feet and don't join some crazy company uh don't don't well don't, no yeah that's that's the don't, uh, go, know, don't that's go to kataku australia don't, don't the rule. go there if you don't <laughs> oh my
3: god we were it's some, kind of exciting, sorry. you know. am when, when, sorry. When you, it's kind of exciting when you mention that because you know, if you if you kind of reference game trailers as really like hitting its peak in the old era, the old generation of games journalism, if you will, and like the future is really like people with channels, people, you yeah. know, uh, you know, producing their own stuff and the you know the the relationships that develop there. Uh, it's kind of exciting to leave something like game trailers behind and start start fresh, start in, the, in this new gen and and create something that's kind of built for what the climate's like now as opposed to trying to make something that's uh, older work in a different way. So.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see exactly what changes you need to make in that regard, because I, I definitely think the Game Trailers did launch a lot of that uh, personality-driven coverage, that very, that punditry. You know, we didn't really mm-hmm. have video game punditry outside of some magazine columns back in the day. You know, I think that uh, in the heyday of news websites, you know, just pumping out the news and pumping out reviews was enough and then youtube came along and basically ate its lunch in that respect and a lot of websites are now suffering as a result of that and they're now desperately trying to shift over to editorial although a lot of them seem to have shifted more to advocacy more so than anything else and are starting to really piss people off uh, but the the video editorial stuff was basically on your site you know for, for the longest time until until Machinima sort of lost this monopoly, I suppose, on gaming footage on YouTube, and then people were actually allowed to use gaming footage on YouTube, and you know, everything really took off at that point. Outside of being stuck in one company,
3: but uh, it's fun. It's fun to see trends change super fast on the internet. It's fun to uh, to, to try to adjust to things. So, uh, absolutely, I'm seeing some silver lining. So good. Well, hopefully, hopefully more to come soon. Hopefully, we'll have some fun stuff to talk about soon. I certainly yeah, hope man. so. Hey, man,
1: you seem so optimistic. So well, I've been doing um, it for
3: 13 years. So it, 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 it does feel like kind of like an exhale, you know, like, yeah. I, I mean, this was my job out of college. Like, I started the website working for the guy that I worked for immediately after, you know, leaving college. It was a family friend. Uh, and so it's like, you know, yesterday was my first day of unemployment in 13 years. It was like, whoa, kind of crazy. That's
0: it. Yeah, that's a, Yeah, you have time off, right?
3: Yeah, I, you know, I thought I'd be so fired up to game. I thought like I've been putting Final Fantasy fourteen off forever. Like I played, I think I got into like my fifties, and then something came up. I, probably when I became editor in chief, I was like, don't have time for that anymore. So I was like, oh, mon- first thing Monday, I'm gonna sign up for fourteen again. I'll make a <laughs> ranger. I'll just like just binge on that game. And I'm I'm really honestly fired up to do something else. Like I, I it's I think uh, I think this is really fun. And you know, you know, getting getting to meet you guys like there's just there's fun fun things on the horizon. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm
0: you, you can interact with uh, wonderful people that sit there silently and stare at you. It's, it's awesome.
3: Well, you're wonderful so far. We'll see. I mean, we have good. <laughs> a good, good
0: start. You know, we, we've definitely had worse starts to the show than this. So, you know, we can, we can go with that. Well, to the Corruptional Podcast, we do occasionally talk about video games coming up on the show. We'll be talking about the games that we have been playing this week. After about two hours of that nonsense, we'll be talking about whatever news there is, which frankly is not a lot. Uh, which I suppose is why Kotaku Australia has had to make shit up. You're going to get nailed for this during the show. Guy whose name I can't even remember because you're not that relevant at all who wrote that stupid Street Fighter V article. You are getting Uh pinned to the fucking ceiling for Uh that. I
1: know.
0: God damn Uh it. Uh-oh,
1: TB's
2: mad about something, guys. I'm mad
0: about somebody who was mad, apparently.
2: Someone's going to get it this week. You're going to get it!
1: (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah. Idiots. Anyway, outside of that, we've got the news, and then we'll be wrapping up the show with plugging—endless, endless, merciless plugging of whatever it is that we're actually doing over the next couple of weeks, whatever that might be. Let's start with the games that we've been playing this week. Let's kick it off with. Let's spin the wheel. Who are we going to look at? Who are we going to look at? Dodger, tell me what you've been playing this week. What's been going on?
1: Uh, I found a new mobile game that is just that is just ruining my life. It's okay. called a, It's called Anime Studio Story. Oh, it's for
0: fuck's sake! It's
1: it's game dev, but you're an yeah, anime It's Yeah, it's,
0: it's Cairo, right? It's a Kairosoft game.
1: Yeah. Like, all of the Kairosoft oh games,
0: exactly the same as all the Kairosoft games. It's so
1: dumb. It's like, it'll be like, what, what setting do you want for your anime? And what are the two themes that are going to be in your anime? And you should probably take a second to make the main character for your anime. Oh, my God. It's so great. Uh... It's just fantastic. Is this a game
2: that's on PC that I can play, or is it only mobile? No. I don't Karisof, know if it's on PC. Don't it's on PC. On yeah. don't release on PC.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, the um, weird thing about Carosoft games is they're all exactly the fucking same. They use the same mechanics, they just change the theme. Weirdly enough, they could work on PC because they're kind of like um, Game Dev Tycoon, in a way. And they actually did Game Dev Story, which most people think Game Dev Tycoon actually ripped off for the most part. So yeah. they're just, But they're not on PC, they're all on mobile.
1: The thing is, like, they, so this one, I don't know if, if Game Dev did this, but, like, it considers the game to span 20 years of game time. And then once you hit the 20-year mark, a thing pops up that's, like, okay, within these 20 years, like, here was your most watched show, here's, like, how many awards you got, maybe start over, and you'll get to keep all of the themes that you unlocked and all of that stuff and and see if you can beat your record you can keep playing on this one but like it tries to it tries to make you consider like the 20-year mark to be the end and I I know why because once you hit about the 20-year mark it's impossible to have a bad anime okay. it's like absolutely impossible and I don't I feel like game dev wasn't quite like that what like like yeah because so you hit this point where um The studio that you're using loves you uh the character that you've created has like so many fans my my best character is named chill neko and his body is just a a dude in a hawaiian shirt laying on a chair and then his head was a man in a cat hat so his name was chill neko and i put him in all of my action stuff i gave him like extreme bravery or courage it was courage i gave him like all of his level up points went into courage and people just lo- fucking loved Chilneco, so if he was the main <laughs> character of an anime, it did well. And at first, in the beginning of the game, it's like, uh, maybe you should, you know, make sure that your settings and your themes sort of match. So I'd be like, okay, I'll do a school setting, and we'll have my two themes be quadruplets and basketball, basketball quadruplets. Yeah, whatever. Um, and I then was that expecting hentai
0: like, and hentai as your two themes.
1: You know. Uh, I have yet to unlock hentai as a theme. That's, is that unlockable? I, I don't believe it exists in Probably the Probably not. might. it might. It it might. might. I Probably don't know. Probably wouldn't have made
0: it onto iOS if it was. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, so at first, yeah, it tries, to, it tries to guide you into like, maybe if you're doing space, choose aliens. Or maybe if the setting is spirit world, choose demons, right? And then you hit this point where you can be like, all right, my setting is m- medieval. And my two themes are aliens and Basketball. documentary. <laughs> yeah, and and they'll be like, "Wow, what a unique idea!" <laughs> and then, and then you'll get incredible reviews, and I'm like,
0: despite the fact of
2: being utter bullshit.
1: Yeah, so. it's... Doctor question. Yes. Quite
2: important question. Okay. Uh, in the yeah. world of anime, um, are... I, I I
0: believe it's pronounced anime.
2: In the world of anime.
1: Right. Yes.
2: Does the word bimbo mean something different?
1: <laughs> it does not. I don't know why bimbo is a theme in this game.
2: It is definitely. I'm looking at it right now. You can be a bimbo. And I'm thinking bimbo spirit world is a great hentai. That's a um, great. I made,
1: I made one that was the spirit world. And the two themes were hot guys and bimbos. Did amazingly.
2: <laughs> bimbo's, bimbos demons. Bimbos uh, quadruplets. Quadruplets. Uh-huh. Bimbo's Businessmen, Double B, Bimbo Hoodlums, Bimbo Cyborgs, Bimbo Ghosts! <laughs> oh my yes. god.
0: You know you're getting a little more enthusiastic about this I than I'm play, comfortable I with.
2: Play, I play, I'm gonna play this game. Bimbo <laughs> Chess! <laughs> bimbo Chess in <laughs> space. No! In space. Bimbo Chess on a farm. There you go. There
1: you Perfect.
0: go. <laughs> can't, can't imagine that that will do badly to be fair doing badly in a kairosoft game takes quite a lot of work it's, it's
1: th- very, those games
0: are almost clickers but not quite
1: it's easy to uh because you have all of your your like designers and directors and artists and like music directors and whatever else it's really easy to be like man i just need you to be a little bit better so i'm gonna level you up one more time and then once salary time comes around, suddenly you are deeply in the negative. And you're like, fuck, I need to make an anime! ASAP! Shit! Dick! Fuck! Yeah, fuck, fuck! Fuck! It's like, a, it's a I, very light, like
0: a of kind of light management game. You know, in yeah. terms of, like, make sure you have enough money to make a few mistakes. And, yeah, that's really about what it is.
1: Yeah. the The real joy of anime studio story comes from making the characters and naming them whatever you want and uh being able to name the anime eventually so that does sound a like game dev tycoon then yeah how many characters Great. can you make for your anime i'm sorry anime anime you only get to choose the main character um but you can make i think there's like 30 slots for characters they start you off with like six pre-mades um but if you have a designer who's super leveled up and has really good stats, then they'll design you a character with super good stats. So unfortunately, chill Neko did not rise as high into the sky as I think he could have because you can, they can only, your characters can only level up five times. So once the fifth time came around, he was still just like only cute and courageous and everything else. He was like pretty bad. Um, he was not dateable at all. Once the, once that time came around, where they were like, "All right, so everybody's voted on their favorite anime characters." He never hit the dateability charts. I was very sad. Thought I thought Chilneko for sure would have hit the dateability charts, but Sam made a character named Swole Meg, and she was number one on dateability <laughs> the entire time. So, I mean, Dear you just God. gotta you just gotta play the system, man.
0: <laughs> that sounds absolutely terrible i <laughs>
1: it's so dumb it's like five bucks too that's yeah. the best part you pay five bucks to to i mean just live the dream kairosoft really. are
0: never going to stop like they have been doing this shit for years there's an entire wiki didn't, when it comes didn't kairosoft
1: make the the tiny tower game no no
0: no 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 no,
1: who made tiny tower
0: not kairosoft definitely not kairosoft but th- let me put it this way this is a list of Kairosoft games available in English. There are at least 30 more that are not available yet. Anime Studio Story, Beastie Bay, Biz Builder Deluxe, Bon Bon Cakery, Cafeteria Nipponica, Car Change, Dreamhouse Days, Dungeon Village, Epic Astro Story, Fish Pond Park, Game Dev Story, Grand Prix Story, of course, High Sea Saga, category. Hot Spring Story, Kairobotica, Magazine Mogul, Mega Mall Story, Ninja Village, Oedo Towns, Pocket Academy... Pocket Clothier, Pocket Harvest, Pocket League Story, Pocket League Story 2, Pocket Stables, Tennis Club Story, The Pyroplex, The Ramen Sensei, The Sushi Spinnery, Venture Towns, and World Cruise Story. Those are all available in English, and then there are 30 more that aren't. Tennis Club Story. Yes. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) They have one called Social Game Dev Dream. So I believe that's literally a game about developing a Kyrosoft game, I think. Dragging Cat Rebel... On Windows 8. I, I don't know what that, right. is. that is. That is interesting. On Windows
1: 8? Oh. They
0: actually released a lot of their games on PC in Japan. But for huh. the most part, they're just an Android and iOS in English. Because apparently they don't think they'll sell on PC. They need
1: we- to look at Steam. If they looked at Steam just once, they'd be like, oh, never mind. People will buy anything.
0: There are some really interesting things in here. Departure! Shipping freighter. Yes.
1: The- the Depacho. No, oh no!
0: Arrivals only going out. Yep. It's yep. Just a Two total, like, one, marks. The one way shipping sim. Yeah. Outdoor excavation company. Is, a, is they a thing. they should make
1: a game called the number one coffee house in Boston.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: And then everybody, you can claim to be the place that has the best coffee in Boston. Like Seattle. You fight with all of the other. Yeah. Then you fight with they, all uh, they, all they made, the made other a manga game shops. by the
0: way called Manga Path, which I assume is very very similar to what you just. I played, assume only it's with identical. <laughs> yeah, I I would think so game center club. So I think I think that's one actually about running a land cafe and a few other things. Yep, Kairosoft make a lot yeah. of fucking video games. Uh, they are
1: uh, actually make highly a lot of, successful. A lot of fucking reskins.
0: They do. They really do <laughs> make the same game over and over and over again with different themes, but it works. It so works, hey.
1: man. They are making fliff for days.
0: Yep, so, they, uh, they make lots of money. Mhm.
1: So yeah. Jesse, do you not know the word fliff? Do you not know "fliff"?
2: I don't think
0: Fliff's mean, a real word. I think you we, made that should up.
1: Should we Google "fliff"? Do you want to Google I, "fliff"? No,
2: because I, I mean I don't care enough to Google it. I just think when I hear it come out of someone's mouth, I imagine it's about Urban drugs. Urban
0: dictionary and or
2: drug paraphernalia, Fliff. but TV mm,
1: read it off.
0: I mean, it could it could be related to drugs. Uh, slang term for money, especially money cast about in a casual manner, such as when buying yeah. rounds of drinks. Yeah. You're an yeah. idiot. There's no way that's a real word. You just made that Urban Dictionary entry yourself before the show it's started. It's a real word. I, now, fl-
1: I use I use the word fliff quite casually you, you, as the Urban Dictionary describes. God,
0: you you use bots to upvote it. You are Patriarch Nine One Seven. You set this up back in two thousand and seven, just waiting
1: for the show. Patriarch Nine One Seven. You are Is Patriarch Nine One Seven.
2: Apparently yes. That's How the did na- you know? <laughs> oh no, it's Patriarch Nine One Seven. Dear Tumblr, Dodger, part of the Patriarchy. I, I'm going to make
1: a shirt that just says Patriarch 917 on it. Perfect. Oh, it's good. It's good shit. Yep. Yes. Uh, yes, uh, so I played you that. You played that.
0: Yeah, great. Um, That's, I'm, sure,
1: yeah. I'm sure at least half of the people in chat are going to barf when I say I've been playing lots of Overwatch. We don't need to talk about it more. We should talk but about it
0: more just to piss off that one guy on the just server. Just to it, piss off week.
1: some of those people. Well, guys, guess what? Um, <laughs> I've, I've finally figured out... How to use Lucio? My God, it took so long. Everybody kept being like, "Lucio is a great healer. He's great support." And I was like, "No, he's fucking horrible, and I can't." He's awesome. I, I hate using him, so I finally just committed. I started using Lucio, and he's great. I think he's specifically great when you're on attack on payload because yep. you have a lot of people all converging in one spot, so the AOE does a lot yeah. more for you. Definitely. Um, I've also been trying to use Mercy more. I I am very satisfied playing support characters for the most part um so i've been like okay well maybe i'll try to figure out mercy too mercy is very difficult for me because uh, she's like she's so squish like fortunately she can do a decent amount of damage with her little with her little gun if she gets cornered but like trying to run around and find everybody and be like oh god you're dying oh shit now i'm out in the open fuck i'll run back this nope never mind i'm dead i can't figure out how to use her very well are you much of an player.
0: Overwatch player, Brandon? Have you had a chance to play
3: it? Uh, I haven't played a lick of Overwatch. None. Wow. Zero Overwatch. Um, and that's just a time management thing. It doesn't mean that's that, that's the game. that I've actually played a lot of Battleborn.
0: <laughs> Too much
3: Battleborn. Oh, uh, Battleborn is fun?
1: Know. Wait! Oh my god, no one's ever wanted to talk about Battleborn before. That's, Brandon, how do you feel about I mean, Battleborn? That's Wait,
3: mostly I didn't because we haven't played s- it
0: yet, but by all means,
3: I'd love to hear about it. Uh, I didn't say I wanted to talk about Battleborn. No, I, uh, there's actually parts of Battleborn. Um, no. I think I think a lot of times I gauge success of of like a hero shooter or a hero MOBA by if I can at least find one character that I love, that I know like I would lo- love this guy. Uh, there's a falcon guy that can fly around, can hover, and shoots rockets. And I was like, I love you. I'm set with on Battleborn, uh, especially for uh, Conquest. As for, like, ABC modes where he can literally fly from, like, one point to another. And, oh, you know, if you're, great. like, if you're Wait. one of only, like, like 2% of characters that can fly in any game, like, it's pretty OP. Wait,
1: they don't, uh, there's no, like, limit on how much they can fly? Like, there's he just, like a...
3: he, he drops, like, he'll eventually hit the ground. Like, he's dropping, but uh, it, the, the arc is pretty forgiving. I don't know if they'll change that, but, uh, hmm. um, I dug him. Multiplayer in Battleborn's great. Single player, to me, is kind of one note. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't was really hard. It was just kind of, like... Bosses have a ton of hit points, so you just gotta like not be stupid. Sounds you know, like, like a gearbox game. Um, but uh, and I actually didn't play a lot of Borderlands, so I haven't, I'm used to their humor and their gameplay, but I, I'm i not like, you know, versed in it. Um, but uh, I mean, the, you know, the GT offices were just, you know, rabid about Overwatch, so I'd, I'd hear enough about it every day. So I was exposed to it, but uh, have yet to actually jump in. Never so, touched it. I mean, yeah. That game's pretty much out, right? I mean, how long I is mean, that I mean, it might as well be.
0: Going? Uh, uh, you could release that game right now. I mean, they just brought the beta back up for it, and they, they've added probably what the game needs to be launchable. I'd still say it doesn't have <laughs> enough modes, but I'm definitely interested in hearing about Battleborn in particular, because I don't think there's really been a lot said about it. At least uh, it certainly on our show, we haven't talked a lot about it at all. We talked a lot about Overwatch because we've all been in the beta for since the very start. And this is not the same game as Overwatch at all, is it? It's no. not even close.
3: Yeah, I mean, GT- it's
1: still... Sorry, go for it.
3: GT had a strange animosity towards uh, Battleborn. <laughs> I don't know why. Because uh, G- we love Blizzard so much. You know, it's like we're all, you know, like WoW lovers. We're all uh, Hearthstone lovers. We're all Diablo lovers. So, um, yeah, th- we're very, very excited for that and and sad that Battleborn had to exist at the same time because clearly one of them was just going to completely devour the other one.
0: Which is weird because they don't seem to be the same kind of game. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of PvE aspects here in this multiplayer trailer and Obviously, Overwatch has none of that.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, Battleborn's heavy on concept,
3: heavy on plot, uh, really wants to, to make you understand. Which is funny, because Overwatch isn't so much. Like, they don't focus. Like, the skins, for example, in Overwatch, like, you wouldn't necessarily know that, like, those skins are the old costumes of those characters. And some of the characters used to be good guys and are now bad guys. Like, there's lore there. But Blizzard's just like, whatever, we're only going to talk about gameplay, and that lore, you have to dig for it. Whereas, you know, Gearbox is very vocal about the lore of Battleborn.
1: I think with Battleborn, though, they want it all to to sort of be cohesive within the game. And with Overwatch, they're saying, okay, when you play this game, like, we want you to feel like there's a a great fleshed-out world that you're in while you're playing it. But... We want that to inspire you to check out, like, the animated shorts we're going to make and to check out the comics that are going to be coming out and things like that. Like, they don't necessarily want to bog down Overwatch with, like, campaign story. Um, And it seems like Battleborn definitely is trying to make it so that uh, every every zone that you go into has, like, some kind of a, a linear story that they're taking you on while you're doing these things, you know? So...
3: But they're both good. Paragon looks great. all these games look like super fun um I you know was some
0: footage for Paragon uh, I think a force actually puts them out what got me about that is it looked really quite slow like disappointingly slow at the moment
3: it'slib it's like yeah it's like deliberate it's like gears you know it's 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 meant to be heavy it's meant to be like it looks incredible oh, yeah. um so i think um yeah, I think that's a deliberate thing I think they want to um. I think they want to create big moments and not necessarily like quick moments.
0: Yeah, I don't that's a, that's epic. I don't necessarily know if I want that. I mean, it reminds me a huge amount of smite. I mean, smite with a little bit more third-person shooter and a little bit less of what smite is, which is basically League of Legends from a third-person camera view, you know. It's Smite is not a shooter. You now, for those who have played Smite, you will know it might look like a third-person shooter, it most assuredly is not one. Yeah, you know, things as long as your cursor is mostly over the enemy you're gonna hit him you know and, it, and that's based on hit chance not on your aim but i'm looking at the paragon footage and it seems like even though this is a bit more of a third person shooter it still seems like they kind of got that going for them anyway you know that the aims the aim doesn't seem all that precise on the characters it seems like once you hover your cursor over you're going to hit them one way or the other mm-hmm. so this does seem just like futuristic smite at this point
1: yeah
3: it, but it looks a lot better than Smite. A lot it, it, better. I mean, it does. I mean, graphically, obviously, <laughs> like it's a real day. four. Uh, yeah.
0: Maybe it's just the character that Force picked, but it's just like he was moving so slowly and shooting so slowly. And just the action that I saw from the original trailer was definitely not present in the alpha. I mean, I should emphasize it is very much alpha gameplay. So there's a lot. there's a lot to go there, but... It's not really pulling me in as an alternative to the games of the genre that I already play based on this footage simply due to that pace. I was just I was hoping for something a little bit more high octane, something with a bit more third person shooter and a bit less MOBA. And right. I don't think yeah, that's what right now. Yeah, it's even got it the right like,
1: minions, like minions versus minions aspect yeah. to it. So.
0: Yeah, I mean I knew it was always going to have that. The question was, you know, how much is the combat going to feel like a good third-person shooter and a bit less like Smite? And right now it looks like Smite completely yeah. in every respect from what I can tell, which is not what I was after. So mm. Maybe my expectations were just set incorrectly, but I can't say I'm hugely hyped for it at the moment. We'll see, what, you know, we'll see how it develops. Obviously, there's a, lot, there's a lot of work to be done on it, but I definitely was not enthused by what I saw from Force's playthrough of it.
1: Yeah, I haven't. I mean, I actually I downloaded this game and then didn't play it.
0: <laughs> oh, is the is the public alpha currently rolling for Paragon? I mean, I know he went to the studio to play it.
1: Oh no, I uh, I got a code for it. I think. Oh okay. But, but I hadn't I hadn't played it yet, and looking at it now, I'm like, oh, this is much more MOBA-y than I was expecting. I expected it to be. More TF two Overwatchy, where it's like yeah, it's, group of people it's, it's versus very people, very no minions, no Dota towers, clone. you know,
0: yeah. yeah, big minions, big towers. It's got a jungle and everything like that. It's got three lanes. It's got minions pushing. It's got levels up and abilities. It seems to have a stats, right. you know. So it's it is it is very Dota esque, I guess. Um. Oh well. Mm. Oh well. Maybe gigantic might be a little bit different. I haven't played that yet. I've been they, told they Giga- just...
1: Uh, did didn't they... their company just shut down?
0: Uh, did they? No, they, Motiga,
3: Motiga fired a bunch of people. I played Gigantic. Oh. Gigantic's, oh. I think Gigantic's a little too complicated for its own good, but it looks pretty. They've they 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 so
1: it. long to, like, get that game out. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. Motiga fired a bunch of people. That's I think, not oh, good. I, I think there were, or there were multiple articles go. coming out with people saying, like, are these the death throws? Like, is it... Is it going to ever come out? Like, it's I mean,
0: to you know, we are looking at a genre that is very much oversaturated and dominated by, you know, two big players and then a bunch of guys who are still doing fairly well, like Smite, etc. Mm-hmm. you know, trying to get into a market like that, even with the support of Microsoft, is tricky. And they're trying to do it anyway, and they're trying to be a little bit different, which I think they certainly have to be. I mean, I like the look of it. I like the art style. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The art's great. Sure. The art's
3: the best part of it, I think.
0: Yeah, I, there's something to do with the guardians, like uh, which actually reminds me a little bit of uh, Dawn Gate, rest in peace, God bless their soul, poor Dawn Gate. Hate... Uh, re- reminds me quite a little bit of that in the sense that apparently the the guardian kind of your base does things; it doesn't just sit there. It actually yeah. like has so abilities.
2: What, so, having played it, what you do is you are pushing, uh, very you know, Moba E. You're going back and forth, but you're pushing. Um, into the enemy team and along the way are various points that you can capture and those points that you capture you can place a special guardian there and it can be oh. anything from a guardian that gives you life or a guardian that attacks the enemy base or like, or a guardian that gives buffs. Like all these little and they're all different looking and then the objective is to get to the point where you're like big guardian be it a giant like dragon creature or I'm trying to think of some of the other things like a wolf beast or whatever the hell they were. Actively go and attack the enemy. And so you're, like, basically fighting until you can get a big giant guy to go do super damage and destroy their, their like, core, I guess. So, yeah, there's tons of things to do. I don't know if, if it, it truly, honestly feels like sometimes it's almost too complicated of a game. Like, there's too much yes. going on. Because you have all the MOBA aspects of all the different characters with all the different abilities. And then you're fighting, so there's that balancing. Then you have the balance of, like, the, the, the different things you can place uh, when you capture a point. Then you have the balance of the, the different, like, uh, like, the dragon does, like, a fire thing. Like It just seems like it's crazy complicated. And I, I've only played it twice, and I imagine they have done a lot to address that. But it still felt like, wow, all right, you guys have a lot of stuff you have to consider <laughs> when you make this game. Good right. luck.
3: <laughs> it was one of the most stressful demos I've ever done in my entire life. Because the guys were just like screaming at me the whole time. They were just like, do this, do that, do this. Now you have to do this. Now's the time to do this. And I was like, Whoa. I was like, dude, I can lose this match. That's cool, man. I'm fine. Like, I can, I can walk away from this demo having lost and I, can, I will be okay. It's not going to hurt my pride. Um, mm-hmm. But it was just very, I, I felt like, like opportunities would show up in the field and I just wasn't anywhere near a point where I could take advantage of them. And they would just scream at us, be like, run over to that side. And I'm like, okay, but I only have 30 seconds to do it. it. Yeah, I get like, there's very, there's a lot of walls in between the different systems.
2: Chat, Chat's very right in that experience-wise, it feels very much like old Altrecht Valley in WoW. It's not like... Ooh, good, yeah, good comparison. Yeah, it, it's not exactly like it, clearly, but the experience you feel while playing it is like, there's so many cool little things that can happen and that you can do, and there's more going on than just like... I'm Morgoth the Gorgarian and I'm fighting Chill Cool, the guy with guns and whoever wins gets to push the lane. There's more going on than just that. Also, those names are totally trademarked right now. Trademark, (laughs) Jesse Cox. God damn
0: it, Fine Brothers. Stop it. Jesse reacts
2: to horrible names.
0: Indeed. (laughs) Tom Biscuit reacts to Jesse's stupidity. The... It actually is attractive to me. like as a, as a player of Dota and League of Legends and all that kind of thing, having more PvE aspects in there where there's like, this is a thing you could trigger. It's like it's the thing I liked about Dawngate. You know, the, the mines is what I liked about Dawngate in particular, where you had these little minions that were mining away, and you could go and harass the uh, the miners, and you could go take over the mine, and you get passive income throughout the game. Oh, that was a really cool aspect. And uh, also, when you enter the base, you were fighting a boss, basically, in Dawngate. And yeah. uh Dawngate got shut down because EA are a bunch of twats in that regard. And I mean I certainly fear the same for Gigantic, no doubt about that. But those aspects to me would make me play it. Because if you don't have aspects like that, then why the fuck would I switch out of Dota? Because Dota's already really, really good at what yeah, it does. Give me something different. Give me something different. I want something new. So um, I mean I'll play it, definitely. I'll give it a try. TV. Yeah. What is
1: the most stressful demo you've ever been in?
0: Ooh, I wanted a show or a studio.
1: Either. What's well, like the demo where you felt like you just were not grasping it and you felt stressed out? Um probably
0: it. Code Hero, which is now a dead game. Uh, not my fault, by the way. It was it was a kickstarted game which was supposed to teach you how to program Java. And it would do that by letting you literally hack the game as you went and like anything and I just did not get it like i I'm not a programmer, so I was struggling to understand even the basic concepts and the developer was not English, I believe, so his uh you know his accent was putting me off, and he was trying to explain what was going on and I was just, I was having none of it. I couldn't, I just couldn't deal with it. The video never ended up never coming out because actually the game crashed so many times the footage was unusable. But it's probably for the best because that game also never came out. So I'm kind of glad I didn't put a video out on it because that game uh, was kickstarted and then kind of disappeared. So, oops. Oopsies. Definitely that though. Uh, Brandon, do you think that Gigantic was your most stressful or was the one even worse than that?
3: Uh, off the top of my head, I can't think of another one that was more stressful than that. Okay. um, Yeah, I I don't mean to say that to speak ill of Gigantic because it it is a pretty game. But uh, that one, I think it was at of PAX. Right. It was in a giant room and everyone playing it was in the room. You were all lined up on PCs. And so it's yeah. just like right. two that's sides of death how, just screaming at each other. That's like, probably
0: how the guys felt when they were playing against us in Smite. When, I like to tell this story because it's the only time I've ever been good at video games. When I was at, uh, <laughs> I think it was uh, Gamescom 2012 or 2013, maybe even earlier than that, actually. They were demoing for the first time Smite. And it's like, this is our new game, Smite. And uh, so who's played uh, Dota of League of Legends before? Myself and my cameraman raise our hands. So who hasn't? Everybody else. So like, okay, well, we think, like, to balance this, we're going to set up, like, um, you two can go on this side and you five can go on this side. And then we just spend 45 minutes beating the shit out of these journalists. Like, they oh are just God. absolutely hopeless at it. And I, we're just annihilating them over and over and over again to the point where the devs had to jump on and actually help them out because they were just, they were getting such a bad impression of the game because we were just tearing them to pieces. Uh, so I think that was maybe their most stressful uh, demo, possibly. Jesse, what was your most stressful demo that you've done?
2: Uh, I don't want to say the wrong name, but I think it was Sniper Elite um, Four. It was at E. It, it, it was a sniper. It was a sniper game, and I I know that's not the right name, and I feel bad. Uh, it's a sniper game that was coming out on PS4, and I played it at E3 last year. Was it in it's third a- person? Um. Yes, but it, was there but lots of sand? No, okay. no, it not was not sniper. We in a jungle, and it used, like, the Witcher, just go back and watch an old podcast where I talk about this game, where like, it could use the Witcher sense where you could, like, you were tracking shit, but the way you shot in that game is it literally was, like, not how we as gamers use sniper rifles, it was real sniper rifling, where it was, like, wind, and you had to change dials and shit, and the devs are, like, behind me, like, all right, so, so uh, sniper ghost look? warrior by any chance? <gasps> it might be. It, yeah, that might be the, the name ghost of the game. Ghost
0: warrior two. That
2: because that's yeah, probably that the one. that sounds more like it. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit! It is like the most. I, I could not do it. It was just like. All right, line shut up, and then what you're gonna do? All right, so you want to turn six. Were they whispering just... <laughs> centrally in your ear when you were doing this? Yes, because I was horrible. <laughs> Meanwhile, Krendor's just like pop, pop pop and i'm like what am i doing wrong <laughs> i can't i can't shoot them and so when you miss immediately because you've just fired a shot from the a jungle, high caliber like,
0: rifle yeah everyone knows what the fuck was that
2: so there am i running through the woods as like gorillas <laughs> are chasing me and shooting at me gorillas? like
0: actual gorillas like
2: <laughs> yes gorilla gorillas they've, oh, they've risen soul. up yeah they've risen up from the masters and now they operate out of jungles <laughs> I mean, where
0: else would they operate
2: out of, really? It was, oh my god, it is a legit, like, hard game to master, especially if you're awful at sniping in general, and I'm just like, oh no, oh no. Yeah. So, and I wanted to look cool in front of the devs, and I sucked. Oh dear, sucked at it.
0: I was gonna say. I mean, Sniper Ghost War, uh, Sniper Elite, can be like that, but it's when you set it to that fucking difficulty level. Like Sniper, the cool thing about Sniper Elite, and I love Sniper Elite three in particular. I thought I was an excellent sequel to a game like original Sniper Elite. Bear this in mind was actually a really great sniping game. Like it was pretty hardcore. Sniper Elite two is like we really want to sell more than seven copies. So we're going to make this a little bit more casual. And I was like, "Ugh!" and then Sniper Elite 3 is like, what if we had an open world and we brought all that sniping shit back? And then you could just kind of sneak around this big desert and like take out Nazi forts and shit. I'm like, "Ooh, that sounds fun. And it ended up actually being really good. But you could disable almost all of the sniper aspects and kind of just play it in a really casual way. Or you could put them all on and it's like, I want win. I want uh, heartbeats. I want all this shit. You know, heart I want beats.
1: Jesus. No, the, I, thing,
2: the thing about this game that was so dope that me sucking and taking my time is I noticed like the characters, ha- like your, your targets have lives. And so they don't just sit there and stand around and wait for you to shoot them in the head. They like are constantly moving and doing shit. And they have stories. Like if you follow them, you follow their story. And like if you kill them right away, you miss out on, like, special information that can help your mission later. I was like, all right, this is pretty dope. That also makes it a bit of a waiting
0: simulator, though.
2: That's absolutely true. But you can also set stuff up and, like, go around and make traps and, like, really screw with guys. And also have, like, escape routes so you can kill guys and set up, like, oh, yeah, no, they'll think someone's over here, so they'll go that way. It's a super in-depth game, but when the in-depth is you now need to actually kill a man and you're awful at it, don't, don't do that in front I of I mean, a, that a doesn't dev. seem
0: like a game that you could demo well at a show. Like, that seem, that's the exact opposite environment that you want to be in to play a game like that.
2: Yeah. Too I much was, noise. So you're standing tense. up using a like,
0: controller. It's like my thumbs. What happens to my thumbs? Especially
2: a controller. Every, look, this is my MO. Every time I go to a, any event, the minute I sit down with the dev and they hand me the controller for an FPS, I'm like, I'm going to let you know, bro, this ain't going to be pretty. I need my keyboard and mouse. I'm just going to let you know right now. I'll try my hardest.
0: Oh, God. That reminds me of when they gave me uh, an Xbox 360 to play Wolfenstein uh, The New Order. And I basically slammed the game because it was so shitty on Xbox. And it ended up being my favorite game of 2014. Or was it? (laughs) Yeah, it was 2014. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, the first impression I got of this game was fucking terrible. And it's all down to the fact that you gave me a controller and an Xbox 360 to play it with. And I was like, just give me a PC and a fucking keyboard and mouse and I'll be fine. Dodger, I need to hear what was your most stressful experience at a show playing a game.
1: Um, I think it was a very recent one. I had been hearing from all of my friends that Dreadnought is a fantastic game.
2: Yes. So I was which like, it is. which it is. It's pretty fun. I play it. It's fun.
1: So I went into a demo for that game, and uh, I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to be the like the the healer bot the healer the healer ship right so you brought this stress on yourself (laughs) no no it gets it gets better so i'm he i'm i'm like i load in as healer ship i get blown up immediately and then he's like just get back into the game just get back into the game you're fine you're fine you're fine so i get back into the game as quick as i can and it turns out the game had auto selected me as a dreadnought (laughs) and i was like what what is this what am i and he was like oh you're you're a dreadnought don't worry about it you're you're good you just need to like you know get in there and do some big damage i was like okay so i start trying to move and i'm like nothing's working i can't move and he was like no 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 that's just how fast the dreadnought dreadnought is yeah i was like what what and so then there's just like people are just like shooting each other around me and i'm like i can't i'm I'm apparently moving, and he was like, "You can always warp." And I was like, "Okay." So I like hit the warp button, and I immediately like warp into a wall. <laughs> I was like, "Gosh!" <laughs> like just like ah! and I can't <laughs> like because I move so slow, I'm like stressing myself out because I'm like I'm not doing anything for the team. Everybody else is like doing stuff, and I can't I can't turn around. and, do- ah! Ah! and <laughs> nobody could find me because I'm like up against this wall, and I'm like trying to like warp out of like out of where I am. <laughs>
2: dodger space captain you know you can go up s- and down there's more than just like straight forward
1: <laughs> oh i you know, know. A i just
0: said headbutting it this was, wall was, over it and it over again so,
1: it was so bad and so um that was very very stressful and i will say that i went back to play it again because oh, i was man. like okay everybody else has such a great time with this game and i i think just like wound up <laughs> like stressing myself out and making it worse so i'm gonna play it again and when i played it again i actually had a lot of fun with it so yeah but my first time playing dreadnought was just a nightmare
0: <laughs> i do need to play that game they they gave me alpha access but it's like we're doing alpha running this specific day i'm like ah i got other things to do so we'll, we'll see when the, like the main beta actually launches for that because that game looks done like it looks really impressive yeah. and, uh, I know when Jesse, you were playing it, you were saying this game's basically done. Like, they could release this right now. I told
2: them last year that I thought it was done and then when I went this year and I saw all the stuff they added, I understand why they said it wasn't done, but the core mechanics of the gameplay are like really done and balanced very well, and now they've just made it so you can do, like you can make a Dreadnought with warp or you can just be a slow-ass unkillable machine that has all these, like, long-range guns without warp. So they made, like, all these different things different skins different all sorts of cool stuff um i still think it's ready i still think it's super ready it is a cool ass game and uh i love i love the idea of just i get to pilot a giant ass spaceship with friends and blow shit up i never don't like that idea so it does sound like a cool idea Brandon. you had a chance to play that one
3: uh yeah i played dreadnought briefly uh yeah it's one of those games where uh, there are shooters that I play where I die a lot and get really frustrated, and there's other ones where I die a lot and I enjoy it. Like, I just – Dreadnought, you can just enjoy what it looks like for your whole ship to completely explode and fail. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was kind of fun. It reminded me of, like, Star Trek a little bit, just in these, like, old grand maneuvers and asteroid belts where you just have these, like, big ships hiding behind bigger structures. And it's just, like, that moment, you know, where, like, a huge ship just comes flying up over, you know, a, another structure, catches somebody um uh yeah it was it, it's uh i think if you made a game where it's f- fun even when i lose that's a that's a good game that and is definitely game, ready yeah. i i echo uh uh your statement jesse that the game uh is good to go i mean yeah it's very very yeah. playable
0: yeah it's still under fucking nda it's like that that's why i didn't play the alpha it's like well you can't post anything i'm like well i'm not gonna play it then mm-hmm. nah. <laughs> there are a All lot right. of other vi- there are a lot of other games that we could be playing rather than yours that I, I don't know what's taking them so long with that game but hey you know it's We'll 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 see. It, it, I assume when it finally comes out, it's going to be amazing. I hope that's the case. I mean,
2: it, from what I can tell, it seems like the things they're focusing on now are the how do we keep people playing longer than that initial first week. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's always the tricky part, isn't it? Because you're like, well, how do we do this without making it so that guys that have played longer have an imp- have a, just a massive advantage over those that don't? You know what? Uh, yep. How are yeah. we going to monetize and all that kind of thing? Yeah, that that that's the sticking point with games like that.
2: Well, sooner the better because it is a shit ton of fun
0: yeah i haven't played it yet i I mean i played uh whatever the other one is i think is it either fractured space i think it is the other one that's kind of similar to that but that's that's got pve aspects to it whereas dreadnought really doesn't so i i played a bit of that and i like that so we'll see how dreadnought turns out to be i mean yeah you know, world of tanks in space we get the idea it, you know it sounds sounds all right we'll see All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the games we've been playing. We've got plenty more on the card here. You're watching the Co-Optional Podcast. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after the break. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. Sorry that took a little bit of time. Trying to fix audio. Failing to fix audio, but hey, we'll just deal with it for the time being. All right, back to the games that we've been playing this week. Uh, Hmm... We've been playing a lot of games. A lot of games. We've been trying to play some games, and some games haven't been working. Those games are called Street Fighter V.
1: Is it still not working for you?
0: Oh, well, I mean, it, it goes up and down. Like, it's, it was down last night indefinitely, and then they fixed it after about two hours. Oh, great. I feel like maybe using the word indefinitely was probably a little bit too damning at the time, but that's what they said on social media, so... Not much that we can really talk about that. Basically, the server went down and they're like, yeah, we don't know when it's coming back up. Like, oh, great. That's, uh, that's awesome. But it, it came back. Our game is really fun. And that's why it makes it even more fucking annoying that they released it in such an incomplete state. Because the yeah. core gameplay of Street Fighter V is really good in my eyes. Like, it's so much more fun than the, uh, the, the Street Fighter Four was. It's much less defensive. There's a lot more you can do. Each character feels really different which I absolutely dig, Now, you know, it, getting seven of the same character at the end at, with Ultra Street Fighter 4, it's like, Ryu, evil Ryu, Ken, Dan, these all do the same thing. Uh, Hello, all right. The same
1: person, yay. Yeah,
0: and the, you know, the various versions of Akuma and all that kind of thing. It's like, yeah, I get they're different, but they weren't different enough. You know, they, they didn't diversify the roster that much, but with this one like all of the 16 characters of which is like one less than street fighter 4 launched with i think which is not too terrible street you know 16 characters is not a bad launch lineup they all feel really different now which i am absolutely happy with it's a lot of fun to play the combat system feels really solid every punch feels really meaty you know it it's it's still it still feels a bit unfinished like you know the backdrops aren't as good as they should be and it seems like um they really shilled this whole we have interactive stages and then only right. had one interactive stage like oh the really w- yeah you, you remember the footage where they ended up having someone with a, a bowl of noodles on their head because yeah. they punched them into the noodle shop and into the noodles and then for the rest of the round they're in they had noodles on their head that's the only time that that ever happens as far as I can tell. None of the other stages seem to have any of that interactivity at all. It's like they never finished it from what I can tell. So, that's a bit that sucks cuz like here's an advertised feature that we just didn't put in the game, which But I is-
1: mean, I mean to be fair, there are so many things they left out. That it might get added when all of the other shit that's missing gets added.
0: Real story mode, not there. Real training mode, not there. Actual arcade mode, not there. You know, those are uh, things that fighting games usually have, right? Mm. And they don't have them anymore for some reason. And, And I mean, we know what the reason is. You know, they they were at least open about it on social media. It's like, look, we need this game in people's hands so we can start the pro tour. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. Well, you released the game early for esports. I understand that, but you still charge $60. Also, That's my sticking point.
1: You released it for esports without the correct like controller and fight stick capabilities yep, inside of the Yeah. Exactly. Game. The
0: fact that I had to get a program so that I could use my my hitbox, which is, you know, a a good controller or indeed if i was using a the weird thing is that if i was using a playstation 4 controller for the game that's out on playstation 4 and pc it wouldn't work but if you use an xbox controller the one format it's not out for it would work mm. because it supports x input and not direct input so i have to use something like x or you know a third-party program to make that work and that's fine i can do that but it's just like street fighter 4 launched with direct input support out of the box I was able to use a Sega Saturn controller immediately without any <laughs> problems, and you're saying my hitbox or my p s four fight stick will not work because you just didn't bother to support it
1: yes, my eight arc doesn't work okay. yeah,
0: I imagine it wouldn't you know you you'll probably need to set up a third party program to make it work, yeah which and it will work at that point it's just like it was just. Look, this is a brand new release and it's your flagship franchise. And you're telling me that Sony's throwing a lot of money at it and you, re- you release in this state? Really? But don't worry. Because as it turns out, according to Kotaku Australia, the real reason we're upset is not because of any of that. No. Oh,
1: no, 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 no. No no,
0: no, 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 no. Right? No, 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 no. The real reason we're upset is because we're all a bunch of homophobic, sexist, racist, Fucking assholes. So says Kotaku. Kotaku managed to release an article a couple of days ago that basically boiled down to calling it's time to grow up, be an adult, and play some Street Fighter. Okay. Which is already like you're going to uh open your mouth and diarrhea you're is going to spew piss out of up, it, isn't you? it? that's that's what's about to happen it's time to grow up being an adult place some street fighter so says kotaku australia in which they go into a gigantic diatribe about the only reason that people are disliking street fighter 5 is that they are sexist basically because they removed the Armica butt slap that is apparently why we all hate street fighter 5 now
2: Just I mean, like no- admittedly i'm not a fan of that
1: I, mean, I think, every, I think most removing people, it was silly, for the most part, had already I would forgot about that. But yeah, I, I, have not, much. I have not.
2: I have not. Press F for butt slap. I have Duh. not forgotten. Never forget. I mean, never j- forget. J- let's just
0: ignore the fact that, regardless of the fact they removed the butt slap, Armika is still in what is basically lingerie, has gigantic breasts, impressively gigantic breasts, and a fine ass. Impressive, yes. You know, and they didn't change any of that stuff. But because they removed the butt slap, obviously, you know, that has upset all of the teenagers. And they're mm. really, really mad. You know, ignore the fact that Laura could not possibly stay in that top if she tried. I mean, there's no double-sided tape in the world that would keep and her in that. trust
2: me, I've tried. Stays in there somehow. I yep. don't know. Yep, I don't looking. know. I've I been mean, looking.
0: Jesse has significant cleavage. I've been and looking. He's tried. I've been looking. <laughs> he can't keep him in. They just flop up. about everywhere. You know, if he I'm tries to get in on some uh, jiu-jitsu action, you know, they're all over the place. They're in his face. They're in I'm everyone else's it. face. It's just how it is. Ignore all of that. You know, ignore the pre-order costume for Chun-Li being, again, basically lingerie, etc., etc. It's a sexy game with sexy people in it, right? Everybody is sexy in that game. Vega is sexy Everybody. as fuck. Rashid is yeah. sexy as fuck. Ryu is sexy as fuck. Etc., etc. No. Ken's kind of going through this midlife crisis thing. No. I'm not into oh, it. Some he's, people but might he's got be.
1: That, he's got that sweet daddy beard, though. Has
0: he got the daddy beard? Dad. Okay, right. He's got the daddy so, beard. So now. we have now confirmed Ken is sexy as fuck. Not only that, <laughs> the reason we hate Street Fighter V is not because of all of these problems. It's because Fang is a little bit effeminate, you see, and we are all homophobes. And all uh, the fact that his sexual orientation is never brought up at any point during the story. We're all homophobes. I mean, obviously Uh, the reason we don't like Fang is because we're all homophobes. It's not because, you know, key characters, well-loved characters like Sagat were cut because of Fang. No, 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 no. We don't like Fang because we're all homophobes. So says Kotaku Australia. You see, it's time to grow up, be an adult in place of Street Fighter V, you see.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. The gays yeah. are
2: known to throw poison daggers. I'm um, just saying, yeah. it's totally true. That happens, <laughs> totally you know? Totally true.
0: Yeah, that, uh, the last time I accidentally walked into the Rainbow and Parrot, I guess that's the name of the nearest gay pub or whatever. And you know what? Knives? Poison shuriken?
2: Poison kunai, daggers?
0: They were fucking canai!
3: Everywhere! Poison, poison you know? gas
2: everywhere. Oh yeah! Oh yeah, it's a known you fact! It's a known You walk in there
0: and get a free sample of sarin immediately. Uh, upon fact. walking into the Rainbow and Parrot. Yeah. Known They're known fact. for that thing. But I thanks, Kotaku like, Australia, the Rainbow and Parrot. Rainbow and Parrot. Yeah. Thank you, Kotaku Australia, for lecturing us on our adulthood. Uh, thanks for your bullshit clickbait article. And thanks for being so fucking desperate for clicks that you would write this absolute verbal diarrhea on your website. You wonder why you're becoming irrelevant. This is why. Because you're twats. It's,
1: it, it just, it reads like... First.
0: <laughs> it reads like a desperate defense of a game that he really fucking likes. I yeah. Oh, you re- you really do? You think they have a point? What's the point?
2: No, not really. No. But I figured I'd say it because I knew you'd pissed exactly. off.
0: Exactly. Well, you you knew it would rile me up. You know what? What fucking bothers me the most about this is the guy admits, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give him the credit by giving him his name. The guy admits that he went to the de- deepest, darkest corners of the internet to find this shit. So basically, he went to fucking 4chan, a place where everybody lies always. To piss other people off. And he took them seriously and then wrote an article about it. So he now believes that thanks to the deepest, darkest corners of lying and trolling on the internet, that every gamer hates Street Fighter V because they're sexist and homophobic.
1: It couldn't possibly be because 80% of us can't play the game.
0: Yeah. C- that be- would be silly. Couldn't be because be every time reason. I play Rank Play, it doesn't save my fucking data every time I win, but it conveniently saves it every time I lose. It couldn't be because it doesn't have a meaningful training mode, so it took me a while to understand what V-Trigger even fucking was. It couldn't be because the story mode could literally be beaten in 47 seconds.
1: 47?
0: You know it couldn't be because the fucking, even the cutscenes of the story between the so-called story mode look like they were drawn by an 8-year-old. It couldn't be because of all of those things. No. It's because they no. removed Armika's butt slap and were super fucking upset about it. Despite the fact that uh, if we wanted it back, back
2: despite the fact that I am, though.
0: If we but wanted it back, we could literally mod <laughs> it back into the game in two seconds. There is a mod that puts it right back into the game. that was released about 10 seconds after the game came out. Yes, So, yeah, we're super mad about that. Thanks, Kotaku Australia, moralizing fuckbags. Shout asses. out
2: to the geniuses at Kotaku Australia for now getting more hits than they have gotten in the last year. It you know, I, I trust my audience
0: not to go there, you know? <laughs> Too oh, late.
1: They've already you gone. Shouldn't. They are hot <laughs> they garbage. Already and gone. They're already there.
0: It's, it's just, it's a joke. that it, I mean, I guess when you're that irrelevant, you have to make shit up to get clicks. And I feel sorry for them. I do. I really do. That's the quality of your editorial, that you've got to piss people off in order to get some ad revenue. That is desperate. That is prostitution, is what that is. You're know? we
2: asking for a giant-ass spider... Or some other giant ass animal from Australia shipped
0: to you. Giant get- drop bears. That's what's uh, gonna happen to you.
1: Not just tiny wait, ones. Just giant wait. ones. Asking for it. Mm.
0: Yeah. So uh, fuck Kotaku Australia. Just wanted to put that out there.
2: What a random like fuck Kotaku Australia. I don't, I found out about this morning. I was just like, you
0: fucking have. idiots. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Kotaku Australia. Couldn't wait. It had to. Come to out be fair, now. like this
0: is the same website that like blatantly misquoted me a while ago, and I still haven't forgotten that. So you know,
2: wow. Yeah. Fuck I all could- y'all.
0: Holding a grudge. Holding the grudge. You know, I but could
2: not tell. I, I just. I tell.
0: imagine the staff of uh, Kotaku Australia just putting on their Armika outfits and go to some street corners, uh, turning some tricks. Make sure that, you know that ad revenue just is not keeping them going anymore.
2: Is that legal there?
0: No, no. The drop bears <sighs> don't allow it.
2: They have to do illegal things in order to make the greens.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Damn. Poor Kataku Australia. No, fuck them. It's like I you know, I get along with I like to think I get along with most people in this industry. I don't like people that lie. I don't like Somewhere... people. I don't like people that make it out like gamers are all 12-year-old fucking misogynist, <laughs> hypocritical, homophobic, racist assholes because I know for a fact that's not fucking true. And I'm sick of that narrative being pushed for money. It's bullshit. Maybe. Why the fuck are you even in this industry Maybe. if you believe that?
1: Maybe you just need to grow up thinking. Obviously, I need
0: to grow I've up. That become an adult ever. and play some Street Fighter five.
1: You need to just yeah. grow up, put on your big boy pants, play some Suck Street Fighter up. Five with an Xbox controller. Sucking with an Xbox
0: up. controller. Yep. Yeah. Um you know when when login error two two oh seven one decides to stop getting in the way of me playing that game, I will happily go and adult up. But for the time being, I'm a thirteen year old and I hate you because of butt slap Almika. No. Mm-hmm. You Love jackasses. patriarchy
1: nine one seven.
0: Indeed, yeah, you know that that is that is just an example of the bullshit that goes around in games media these days Which is why I'm more sad the game trailers is fucking gone because they never pulled that shit Hey, hey. yeah,
3: there you go (laughs) Uh, Uh,
1: He says
0: uncomfortably as I drag him into the grudge (laughs) It's it's been 13 years. It's been a long time, you know, yeah, sure at at some point you've probably called everybody Misogynist racist homophobic. No, you didn't No, no 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 Huh. so much how did, oh, you, oh, how did you avoid doing that hot.
2: i mean, how? I
0: mean I you mean, thought you would at least accidentally have done that at
2: some point I do you it know like three times during the day just because yeah i think we spent
3: you... I, think was, I think we spent more time talking about actual games than actual oh that's flip, flip. why you oh, yeah, failed yeah,
2: yeah, right yeah, i
3: yeah.
0: understand now you talked about video games right yeah, yeah. i think so that's that sucks oh Oh well, never mind. Yeah, so Street Fighter that's, Five is pretty just, good. That's why we're not around. That's not why you're not around anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that's sad, actually. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's what that's uh, Street Fighter Five <sighs> in a nutshell. Great game. Do, have you had a, had a chance to play it yet, Brandon? I mean, I don't know if the servers would even let you, but have you? Chan- uh, yeah, What's- well, I've played it. I played it at Pax. I
3: played it at um, uh, at other events. I'm I am absolutely god awful at uh, fighting games. I really try club. to I try to encourage myself to play uh, all genres and to spend uh, kind of an equal time. With them so I just yeah. get a basic understanding uh but I'm just uh, I'm just abysmal at those but uh I, I I play enough to recognize the excellence that is Street Fighter just even even though you know it's uh changed over the years and some people like some versions more than others like when when one of those games comes out when they attach a new roman numeral to that thing I mean that's it's a definitely a reason to get super excited it's a big year a year that like you know Street Fighter 5 comes out that's a big release mm. but um yeah not a game I've been playing it's interesting to like be on the peripheral and not even like sit over ben moore's shoulders and watch him play you know it's like i am i have no contact with that game lately so yeah.
0: i mean there's no point right now anyway you might as well just wait like march apparently they're releasing a bunch of new features you know they'll probably get the surf problems signed out by then like unless you're a real early adopter and you want to get right on that bandwagon and you want to get into the pro scene and shit there's no reason to have it right now you know just hold off it'll be a better game in a couple of months cool Probably worth the price in a few months. I wouldn't say it's worth sixty right now. And yeah, that's the sad a lot thing of money
1: to pay for a very unfinished game.
0: Yeah, the sad thing is, if they'd released like tournament edition at forty and just said it's the multiplayer, people would have probably been fine with it. But they didn't. Yeah. It's like it's a Street Fighter Five, and it's like okay, you're the flagship of the genre. We expect a little more than that, you know. They almost doomed themselves by being too good. It's like you know, Street Fighter is awesome. It's always been awesome. Jesse is quizzical about that, but I'm just saying, like, what, you know, it's like- It is, what, it is Capcom.
2: Just, you uh, know.
0: Fair. Okay. It fair, is fair. Fair. Yeah. But, you know, if, it's like releasing a, a, ga- a game in the Doom genre, right? Everyone's going to be hypercritical of it because, like, this is the legacy you hold. Like, you are the golden gods of this genre. We expect more from you than we do from other companies. And when other companies deliver more than you do and you slack off, we get pissed. Is that justifiable, or are we all homophobic bigots? I don't know. I'd say Why don't you tell me, What a great media. question. Indeed. A question that will never be truly answered without the wonderful illustrations, protestations.
2: Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. I'm trying to think on. of the
0: one other word that has stations on the end of it. Come on. Someone's going to come up with one. There's got to be another word. Cancellations. Cancellations. Kotaku Australia is the reason they cancelled Battlefield Battlefront Three. There we go. Kotaku Australia is. is why. New
1: new lies, spread them around.
0: Yep, new lies, spread it. <laughs> Kotaku cancelled that's, that's Battlefront. The way we're,
1: that's the only way we're going to make money. We got to start a new lie every yeah, episode of this show.
0: Absolutely. We're just every yeah. week we're going to just blame a random games media site for the cancellation of a really popular game. So yeah. we're oh, I start-
1: thought
3: it, I thought you were just really hung up on Battlefront Three. I thought that was like your grassy knoll. You know, it's just like, well, I mean.
0: Yeah, you know they
3: clearly cancelled Battlefront Three. It's their fault. You know, I was
0: never really into Battlefront as much as other people were. I'm going to be honest, but you know, the new Battlefront was just so goddamn dry in terms of the content that it provided that I can understand why people are a bit salty that the real Battlefront Three was cancelled. That was being developed by another company because I have a feeling if that game had actually come out, it would have been better than this one. What are your opinions on Battlefront? I know that it's a divisive game. Some people actually liked it. I think. We're all sort of unified here on not liking it, but I'd love to know if you have a different opinion on it. Oh, I do. Should I go? Should go.
1: I not? Yeah, it, no, no, it, we want to hear do it, it. Do it, do it. Did yeah, I, let's I mean, we hear might call it. you a
0: homophobic sexist bigot for liking Battlefront, but outside of that, you can totally go.
2: Well, I'm already uh, locked and loaded. I'm ready. Well,
3: <laughs> you guys don't like Battlefront because there's not enough in there to justify. I mean, comp- if you compare Battlefront to any shooter ever you know like it's lacking it, you know, yeah especially like the old battlefronts yeah it's basically Severely, to, to, and so to, yeah
0: to me it's down to uh, mechanically it basically has almost no depth so to me it has a yeah. very low skill ceiling so i don't feel like every game i'm really getting anywhere outside of getting unlocks and the only mode that i was really compelled by was walker assault and everything else just felt like a much much less developed version of something else Except in the Star Wars universe, that that was my I, opinion. I like
3: it. Su- I like Supremacy a lot because in Walker Assault, everyone kind of gets scattered and is circling each other. Whereas in right. Supremacy, it's just waves. Like like in Supremacy, you get those moments where you'd be running up a hill and like ten stormtroopers would just come running over the hill at you, and like that that visual just really really got me as a Star Wars fan. And it's interesting because the question with Battlefront. Uh, it comes up a lot, you know, when I was a kid and I talked to my friend about, like, you know, the adventures of Batman and Robin for Super Nintendo. It's like, dude, this is the best Batman game I've ever played in my life. My friend's like, yeah, but if it wasn't a Batman game, would you care? Like, if you took Batman away from it, would you still care? And a lot of people brought that up with Star Wars where they were like, yeah, but if you took away the Star Wars thing, and I, it doesn't apply in all situations. And I think in Battlefront, it's one instance where, like, I don't know what to tell you, man, it, how they recreated Star Wars is battlefront for me it's like the fact that that tie sounds so good the fact that like those explosions are so sweet like the fact that they actually I, I think i get really critical of a game like a game for me really starts to drop into the sevens or sixes where i look how much development time you had for the game i look what you produced and it, it just doesn't add up for me and i look at battlefront and i'm like oh okay dice you clearly re- only focused on the sound the the fidelity and, and just how damn game, just how damn awesome this game looked and and felt, and thought that would appease people, and just for me being a huge Star Wars fan, it it, it did enough to give it an eight. I gave it an eight out of ten just because I, I was. When you play a game so much, you know, even though you can't be critical of it, you're like, I got to be playing this game consistently for a reason. And, like, my friends and I were just friends I've had for years and years and years. We just love Star Wars. We're doing backflips. We're like, this is so much fun to, to have a game that looks this good, that sounds this good, that, you know, that generally runs good. Like, we we're talking about Street Fighter. Like, didn't really have any issues uh with battlefront when it came out. So from yeah, a technical well. front, couldn't really assault it there. It's just like it's it's tricky. It's like I, I did dig it, but at the same time if someone's like, there wasn't enough there to entertain me for 10 minutes, I wouldn't say they're wrong. Like I wouldn't be like, no, that Tatooine map's just that good. Like it's it it's yeah, there's you you run through the gamut of that game in an evening. It's just like do you love Hoth that much? Like right. see, see, seeing Vader just come out of nowhere, like seeing you just like, oh, I'm going to run around this rock formation. And then Vader, you're like, I'm dead. Like I'm, I'm dead in three seconds. Like that still gets me. Like I, I enjoy it. But uh, if you, on paper, it's, it's, it, it sucks.
2: If you go back, I think this is really interesting. And I would suggest this is probably something that happens with a lot of games that we never really see it until after the fact. It's very hindsight. But if you go back and watch all the publicity leading up to this game a year before, all the videos are of like, we're at the Skywalker Ranch and we're getting hands on with all, and it's them like measuring ships and like listening to the sounds. And that's exactly where the game has its best polish is yep. the way things look and the way things sound. And it's, I, you notice they never like showed them like grinding out how the game would actually work or like how it would be. It's only how it looks in (laughs) brainstorming
3: new modes. Like never saw that video.
2: Yeah. But you only (laughs) you always saw the videos of them being like, it's gonna be the best looking and sounding game ever for Star Wars. You're like, it absolutely is. You nailed that part. It's a shame the rest of it's not nearly as good.
3: Yeah. I can make fun of Battlefront though if you want me to. I do have something in Battlefront that came out post review that they didn't really talk about beforehand that is completely ridiculous as a star wars fan is this notion is that like
0: diorama by any chance because that uh, was silly oh, i like dioramas, so maybe that's just me I'm, oh my I'm, god I'm, we I'm found good. the one guy
3: i gave get yeah the yeah on. they whenever, made it for whenever, you whenever whenever in like fourth grade where they're like you can write a book report or you can make a diorama it's like i am making a diorama thank you and i'm just sitting with the glue like i don't have to write something great um the whole notion that we can't do prequel or expanded universe or anything else in battlefront is ridiculous <laughs> is like is like throwing a dart at a board just what bullshit excuse can i come up with to be like uh yeah we're we, that doesn't exist in battle friends like that makes no sense for for billions of different reasons from a business standpoint comparative to absolutely everything you're releasing on every other platform for star wars in the last two to three years ever since disney came over it's like i'm addicted to galaxy of heroes on mobile like oh you know, god like you're me just even just like uh, I don't know, there's just so many other Star Wars ventures you can do. Uh, Galactic Battlegrounds is one, not Galactic Battlegrounds, Galactic something. There's another mobile game that's like um, oh, Commander. Uh, that's like Plush a tower. Plans, yeah, it's like a Plush tower defense. Thing, yeah. Like there's a Clash of Clans Star Wars game. All of them are just like just anything, just whatever you can from whatever corner of Star Wars. Because why not? Why are we afraid of making money? Hundreds of dollars
0: into Galaxy right. of Heroes. Hundreds like of oh, God. Even I hate if- myself.
3: Even if Jar Jar was in Battlefront, you know everyone would play as Jar Jar. Yeah, you you, know, there'd be nothing more satisfying than poning someone as Jar Jar. Like it just, (laughs) I don't disagree. It's I I get a feeling everyone EA kind of looks at the boss and is like, "Yeah, why don't? Why aren't we doing prequels?" And the boss is like, "Oh, that doesn't make sense." And they're like, "Okay." And you know what pisses me off more
0: about that is that Battlefront Two is one of the best-selling Star Wars games ever. It might, be
3: the, it might be the best.
0: I, I believe it was for a while. I'm not sure if it still is. Where's the sales figures? Because at the this? time, Battlefront 1 was number two. They were the two
3: top-selling uh, Star Wars games.
0: Yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to find out the uh, Battlefront 2 sales figures. Because they were, they were insane. So I, why I, make it three, right? Yeah. I mean, what? But the thing is, Battlefront and Battlefront 2, they had no problem going off script with Expanded Universe and stuff like that. Oh, they sure. had no Yoda, issue with it. Uh, Yeah, uh, yeah and that made the game better because it had more shit. It had
2: more than one vehicle, for instance, you know? Here's the crazy thing about that. The Battle of Jakku that they have in the game, which (laughs) is one of the few things they have, actually has spoilers for the new canon of lore that is, like, in the books. It totally, totally has a giant spoiler of, like... And it's like, wait, so you can do that and, like, ruin (laughs) stuff for Expanded Universe fans, but you can't do, like fucking Naboo get out of town out of town it's so dumb so dumb
3: it's funny too because it's like the only time people have ever requested the prequels it's like in the only instance where people are like you know what sucks episode one but, but where's my Jedi Starfighter? But you Her know what field, was good about fight. it? Like, where,
0: episode 2's <laughs> giant fucking battle between the droids and the clones. You know what we uh, want to play? Yeah. That. Oh, sure. You oh, know? Yeah. Even
3: like the, ve- the the two big wheel vehicles. and the, Yeah,
0: because you know, like, they were they were cool and interesting, and they looked I strange. I want to be a trade
3: federation droid.
0: Like, totally, oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Droidica, you, like I want to be a droid, droid account. I want to roll in and go, sweet. boop, 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 boop. You know, yeah. that's awesome. And th- it's like, you know what we're going to include? None of that shit. None yeah. at all. You know, we're just going to stick to... These iconic battles, and I get it. Okay, cool. Iconic battles, but I, I want variety out of my games. And the I previous battle, I fundamentally
2: disagree. For- the Battle of Endor, the ground battle, is not iconic. That shit's boring as fuck.
0: Okay, I'll f- the that's space fine. battle
2: above it, where all the cool shit's happening, that's, that's awesome. iconic. Where there's the Death Star and shit. The yeah. one down below is Luke like knocking a guy off a speeder. That's not iconic. That's just like I- that was kind of cool. Like it's so disappointing. That's the way they went. I hate them forever for not including space stuff. It's just ugh. Get out of life. Get out. Get
0: out. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to figure out exactly where it is that they dedicated that time otherwise. It probably comes right back to what you said, Brandon. It's about the visual experience. They wanted to immerse you in the just this incredible Star Wars fantasy, which, Recre- they su- yeah. which they did visually and orally. They just didn't in terms of gameplay. And I kind of have the opposite opinion to you in the sense that that disappoints me more because as a Star Wars fan, I'm like, oh my God, you realized the visual aspect of this in the best way I've ever seen. This is the best looking Star Wars game out of any Star Wars game ever by a country mile. It's the best sounding Star Wars game ever by a country mile. And the game plays the depth of a paddling pool and that pisses me off so badly as a result because I wanted to be immersed in the fantasy, but as a gamer, I can't because I just, you know i'm running around and i see the walls you know i it's like i'm i'm in this virtual world it's like wow i can go anywhere and then i realize where the invisible walls are i'm like shit i'm in a sandpit that's where i am i'm not in a fucking world i'm in a goddamn sandpit and it sucks and i really wanted more from it and i just didn't get it and that disappoints me but you're right i mean it's a technical achievement that game is a marvel you know it's It runs well. It's one of the best looking games ever made by anybody ever. I mean, I'm not just talking about Star Wars. I'm talking about any game.
3: Well, I mean, licensed especially. Like, there's no Uh Harry Potter game that looks like that. There's no No. X-Men game that looks like that. There's no um, Star Trek game, for sure, that looks like that. Don't Um, mention that.
0: Don't bring it up. Uh I'm still playing Star Wars (laughs) on Star Trek. online. It's not very good, but I keep playing it
3: anyway. MMOs rule. I, I will never fault anyone for playing
0: an MMO. I, I I collect nothing but virtual ships that I gamble virtual money to get in that game. I am the worst. I don't even <laughs> play that game anymore. I, I piss the people off in. Uh, I'm still in like the Reddit Fleet or whatever, which is like called Reddit Alert or something like that, which I thought was. Kind
1: oh of my clever. god! Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's <laughs> so good.
0: I know. I'm sorry. It's like so the,
1: funny. I love it. Yeah,
0: it I, and I and I collect those ships, and I'm like, I have the fucking Krenim time ship which is a, which is like a less than 1% drop from a crate that you have to pay money to open. I have the Crenum time ship and I haven't even put any guns on it yet. I All I do is fly it around in the Starbase Earth area and make people jealous. I don't even fly They're like, I've been playing science for six years. Years. This is the <laughs> size. This is my fucking golden fleece. I am Jason. I am pursuing this, and I'm like, yeah, I got one. It's pretty cool. Uh, I don't use it for anything, but it's kind of it's kind of fun just to kind of fly around in circles. with they're like, you fuckbag, Captain Admiral fuckbag. Why is? Yeah, that's what I do. It's Star Trek. Uh, the best name. Yep, I-, I do fly around my Gemidar attack ship though, and it's fucking awesome. Um, I-, I love flying that. I actually have equipped that with guns, and I do real missions in it. But the other stuff, I'm just like, I'm I'm an asshole. I collect the ships you dream you could have,
1: <laughs>
0: and then I fly them around in circles. And that's it. I'm that's a- MMOs. That's God. what you do. Yep, I'm the space whale. That's what I am.
1: Space whale.
0: Space whale. Speaking of spending money on free-to-play games, I've been spending a bit on Marvel Heroes 2016.
1: Ah, you, you continue to play.
0: I do. Uh, so I now have two level 60 characters. Uh, leveling up in that game is quite quick, especially if you have the right setup, you know what to do, and you bought a shitload of leveling boosts. But outside of that, uh, that game is so much better than it used to be. Oh my God, it is really, really good now. Uh, it, is, it is Marvel Diablo and they said, you know what? Comic books are silly. Let's make this even sillier now, because it used to be pretty dull, honestly. Right. When it first came out, that game was not good. It, it took Iron Man and made Iron Man the most boring man in the universe. You know, it, his attacks sucked, his animations sucked, all of his sound assets were terrible, the levels were empty. So they're like, you know what we should do? Why don't we put in 10 times the number of enemies at once? Uh, why don't we make all the attacks basically hit the whole screen? Does that feel super heroic to you? I'm like, yes. Yes, it does. So, I, played, so I, uh, I decided after leveling up my Deadpool, I got my Deadpool at the 61st, and then I said, you know what? I'm going to play Cyclops. People are yes. like, you should play Cyclops because Cyclops at level 50 gets a bonus called the Synergy Bonus, where every other character you play gets 10% bonus XP. I'm like, what? okay, that sounds That's great. Uh, apparently, also, every time you level a character at 60 in that game your next character gets an experience boost. So it keeps getting faster and faster and faster, which is a really sneaky business model because, yeah. of course, you have to pay for characters or earn the currency in-game. You can now earn the currency in-game to unlock them. You never used to be able to do that, which was awful. That's like one of the real reasons why the game was terrible initially because to get the character you wanted, you had to buy it. Some of them were 20 bucks each, which was fucking insane. Or you had to get a random drop for that hero, which, and you couldn't trade it either. It was terrible. Right. Now, there's something called Eternity Shards, which drop like every 10 minutes, and you can collect enough of them to either get a random hero for cheap or the specific hero that you want for free. I, like, I logged in yesterday, it just gave me a random hero for nothing. It's like, hey, you've played for seven days. Here's a hero. Out of nowhere. Like, okay, I got Emma Frost. I had no intention of buying Emma Frost, but now I have Emma Frost. Great. So I, I thought, all right, I'll try Cyclops. I probably won't like him. Doesn't seem like my kind of guy. Full screen eye beams multiple full-screen i-beams and a motorcycle you have both of these things i'm sold yep so you can literally take off your visor and the whole fucking screen melts (laughs) like for like five fucking seconds like it's good it's called visor off and this giant beam that covers basically the whole screen channels out for six seconds and when the dust settles everything is fucking dead like, the, the damage numbers are, both, woo, are everywhere. Crits, 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 crits. And there's another one, which is just like, yeah, uh, this is optic devastation. This hits like a 270 degree angle. It just goes boom. Like, out of nowhere, just a big attack. And then there's like 500,000 damage per target. Like, boom. Like, everything's dead. This is perfect. <laughs> it. And he's got multiple kinds of beams. Or for some reason, you can play him as a martial artist. I don't know why you'd do that, but hey. It's-
1: it's like, uh, is it Wizard in Diablo that does the like? Zzzz.
0: Yeah, he's got that. Uh, he's got he's got multiple but kinds it's from his of eyeballs. that. Yeah, That's so awesome. he he does one that goes through everybody but slows, and then he's got one that locks onto a target, a single target, and like stacks of damage the further it's on. So it, you can do a focus beam on like a boss character, or you can do a beam that just goes through everybody and hits everything, and. He's also got a tree, which is really cool. I might actually respec into this, where the whole idea is all of his abilities are calling in other X-Men to do his dirty work. Literally. So he's got like That's five awesome. or six abilities, which is like, call in Beast, call in Jean Grey, call in Iceman, call in Angel. And you could just do that. You can be a character that literally does that. You know, you, you don't have to use your I-beams at all. You can be like, go get him. Get him. Go on. Bush, bush. You know, you can be the, you can be the commander of the X-Men, you know? And that character feels so unique. Based on, they have like 60 fucking heroes in that game. They have 60 right. character classes or so. And they all feel a bit different. And that's what really gets me about it. It's like, how did you do this? Like, why does, you know, I have two characters, which basically range characters, that being Deadpool and Cyclops, and they both feel really different to each other. I'm like, that is really impressive. I played a bunch of others. I play Hulk right now. Hulk is so much fun. He smashes everything. He's great. But then I went and played Colossus. I'm like, is Colossus going to be the same as Hulk? No. No, he's much more defensive. He's got like an armor bar. So the more he punches, he builds up this armor bar, which basically takes damage for him. So it makes him invincible while the armor bar's up. So you have to keep your armor bar up. I played Star-Lord. I'm like, okay, how's Star-Lord going to play? Well, he has this elemental gun that loads ammo into it. And you load the ammo and it gives you like several charges of it. And each elemental Type does a different thing, but every time you load the ammo, it also shoots a special ammo bullet as you load it, which does a different thing as well. So you're rotating out of these four different types of ammo based on what a uh, opponent you're going through. I was like, "Huh, this is again completely different to playing something like Punisher or playing something like um, Cable." I'm like, "What? This is? Uh, I? Am, uh, uh,
2: uh, uh, uh,
0: uh. This is actually surprisingly Aww, really really." Uh. Nah, see? Nah. Nah. There's so, there's so many Marvel games. What is this one specifically? It's called Marvel Heroes 2016. It's a free to play game on PC. Got it. It's okay, basically yeah, yeah. Marvel Diablo. I'm familiar with that. Yeah. They, they spent several years making this game not suck. Like, when it came out, it sucked. It, and I said it sucked because it, it was bad. You know, it, it really was. It was exploitative. It's so much better now. It's, you can play any character up to level 10 for free. So, one of the main problems I had initially was you bought a character for $20 and then you realized you didn't fucking like it. You were fucked. Now, you can play any character up to level 10, so you can figure out, okay, I dig this guy. You know, I played a few characters. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm not into this. You know, this is not my style of play, so I'm not going to play him any further. And then I found the characters I liked. So, you know, I've got two level 60s, and I'm now doing uh, what's called, uh, they just introduced a system called Danger Rooms, which is very much like the Path of Exile maps that you can get, where everything is a randomly generated dungeon, which has different bad things going on in it. And the more bad things that are going on, the better your loot is. So it gives you a challenge rating. It's like the last one I did was uh, it was called Thunder. I'm like, Thunder? So I walk in there and lightning starts striking everywhere and never stops. Like, oh, fuck. So I'm dodging (laughs) lightning while fighting everything. And I get like three uniques at the end of it that are all like high level uniques. I'm like, yeah, I got loot. This is really feeling good. They've got raids now. You know, you can go in and raid people. You know, There's this PvP in the game now, which is kind of in beta, but still pretty cool. There's all sorts of different, like, high-level challenges. You could do what's called terminal missions, which are basically dungeons, but you could do them at three different difficulty levels. I went and fought Doctor Doom, and he's like a three-stage fight where the fucking universe caves in on you. It's pretty fucking cool! I just <laughs> want to point that out. Like, I, I am so psyched that it's so much better than it was. It was so shitty. And now it's so much better. And I'm really happy. It's so cool to find that. Also, Deadpool has a a fucking scooter. Yes. Mm. You know how Cyclops yes. has a motorcycle? Which, like, it, it's basically a movement power. which let move around. Deadpool has the same thing, but it's a Vespa. <laughs> so oh, he gets perfect. a little Vespa. Oh, yeah. You could also have your sidekick also be Deadpool. So I have Deadpool. Amazing. And his sidekick is Kid Deadpool. And my pet is Head Deadpool. Headpool. It's Deadpool's See? head. With a little helicopter. Pool? Yep. I have a special uh, that's uh, called uh, server latency, which is like <laughs> uh, one of his ultimate abilities. And he summons three of the Deadpool's, and it's called multiplayer. It's like there are more Deadpool's now. It's like five Deadpool's. Like, I uh, great. This sounds okay. like Deadpool to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm psyched about Marvel Heroes. I've been playing a lot of it this week. It's really fun. What else has everyone been playing this week? Anyone got something to throw uh, into Fire the Fire Emblem
2: ring? fates? Oh my god. Ah, goodness.
0: yes. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about Fire Don't Emblem then. Not
2: talk about that game. Yeah, I all just right. got
0: my copy a couple of days ago. I haven't played it yet.
2: Oh, uh, okay. Having which be- one did you get? All right. Well, I I I got the collector, so I have. All okay, of them. you got both. Um, okay. I beat Birthright, and it is super like If you're wondering what the good guys are, Birthright is like legit. We're the good guys story. There's no doubt of that. Like it is, we're the good guys. Um, I got
0: Conquest. I'm the bad guys.
2: And, and Conquest is like one of those. I just I I I've been playing a little bit of Conquest. It's basically we're bad, but I'm going to take down the bad guys from the inside by also doing some pretty awful things. So it's yeah, it's a weird interesting fine line, but you're not a good guy. Um I definitely would say just out of like I guess this is my personal opinion, it's much more like datey Sim shipping Sim than Uh, Awakening.
0: Which is weird, because I thought they took some of that out in the localization that's got everybody a little bit hot and bothered.
2: No, it definitely like, they took out like the weird stuff that's like, I'm rubbing you now to get you awake. But, it's still like there's a lot of waifu action going on in this game. And I have no problem with it, because it's ridiculous and I think it's hilarious. But, um yeah, it's Birthright was phenomenal. The one thing I will say is that I personally don't think, um, I think Birthright has a better story. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Even though, even though it shouldn't, I think it has a better story. I've yet to play the third game, which is the, uh, I'm choosing no one Why did they release three games at once? I don't know. So... That is a third one, but I've beaten Birthright. It's I think it's a phenomenal game, so I would. What do you think
0: about the writing? Because some people have definitely complained about some of the localization, basically taking out a lot of the nuance of the characters and also making them basically spout memes and. Telling... I don't.
2: I mean, uh, I think it's like, like good bad. Is that can I can I good, say bad? like okay like 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 you know like it's. It's not. It's it's. It's like when you go see a bad movie. Uh-huh. and it, it turns out to be really entertaining. That's where I'm at with this game. But I'm at that way with most awful localizations. I agree. I don't think it was localized very well, but I don't think it's a detriment to the game. I don't think it, it to me, it affects it in any way. If anything, it makes it very entertaining for me. And some of the voices, I'm just like, oh, that's, that's silly. But I, I would I, I haven't checked because I don't really care, but I think the word is that there is no Japanese VO. In the oh, U.S. release, mm. I, but I have not checked. I cannot confirm that because I don't even care at all. I am I am one of those people who's like when people's like thubbed or dubbed. I'm like I don't, I don't care. Like just whatever. <laughs> I mean, so... I'm gonna be honest. I
0: never cared about the fucking story of Final in the first place. I care because it's a really goddamn good SRPG. Like it's got really great mechanics, and I love the battles. I mean, because again, it's like Shining Force Three, which is one of my favorite games of all time. But Fire Emblem is that brought bang up to date. And that's all I cared about. I couldn't even tell you what the story of the last game was, and I almost beat it. And I didn't care, because I just, I was in it for battles and leveling. That's why I played it, and it was awesome.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think this is a great one. I think this is great. I think uh, my hope is that ha- when you finally beat all three, you get something, like, rewarding story-wise out of it. Because Bet I'm... You don't. I'm <laughs> I of course you don't. But I'm like halfway through um my second my second run and I'm just like all right, it just doesn't feel as good as birthright. So, we'll see. We'll see cuz you would imagine like I'm the bad guy and I'm taking down a batter guy from the inside is like kind of a cool concept. It's just the story isn't as like in depth as uh, the first one, so I don't know. Hopefully it will all work mm. out in the end. Yeah, I'm gonna
0: play it. I, I have a copy of it. Again, the I know that some people are upset about the localization I, and I'm not I don't wanna disregard their concerns. It's just I don't care about the story and I never have. You know, I I'm all about them battle mechanics. They could have the worst story in the universe, i.e. Project Crosser. And I'd still play it. <laughs> and I'd still play it. Yeah, I absolutely would. But I, I am told that you know the localization is just is actually just really poor. Like it's not necessarily just censorship you know i know they took some stuff out because you know that there's when it comes to japanese games there are sometimes some kind of weird things that just don't really fly all that well in the west a lot of like underage characters and things like that it's like i'm wearing a bikini but i'm 13 like ooh, ooh. <laughs> okay maybe not maybe not uh, you know that's just... but the problem is that apparently they also took out a lot of real character development and actually changed the writing to the point where a lot of it's nonsensical well...
2: Did you so. see the, the posts that were being made? Um, a bunch of, uh, I'm trying to think who posted, oh my god. S- some news site posted an article that was along the lines of when voice actors were brought in to do the roles, they were given no like description, just here's your character and here's the line, do it. And then one of the voice actors wrote and was like, no, that totally didn't happen. And then nice. they were like, what did, what did you get from it? Like, what happened when you were there? And they're like, oh, they gave us like a few descriptors and things like that. So it still sounds like, even though it, we got some clarification, it still sounds like they were not given complete scripts and, and yeah, just I don't like know. little dialogue cues. Yeah, I don't know. But you, I. Apparently, like, the they... game's just
0: like f- missing full conversations for like no reason. Like, but the, 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 the localization work was just a, you know, a, a shitty job, apparently.
1: Huh. That's so weird.
0: Yeah. I mean, I understand like the removal of certain features, like they remove the whole you can rub your lover thing. I'm like and it's,
1: hmm, okay, it's a bit it's weird, still but
0: weird. All right. It's
2: still pretty weird. Admittedly it's still pretty weird the game.
0: Yeah, well I mean firearms always been a little bit like that. It's always had some like oh, huh, this is uh, a little odd, but okay. alright I'll 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 I guess I'll go along with it. It's just, I don't know how much of that is true and how much it isn't, because I don't read Japanese. So I'm reliant on people online who are supposedly translating it who may or may not have an agenda. I don't know what's true and what isn't at this point. It's really yeah, hard to I even mean, make a comment on it.
2: It seems like a total mess uh, online. I would simply say just play the game. Yeah, and I'm, n- I'm going to
0: play it and see what it is. You know, If again, you like Fire
2: Emblem, you're not going to like not like this game. It's like,
0: oh, it's got bad dialogue. Okay, I'm just going to skip it then. That okay, because I'm just I just care about the battles, so I'm just gonna do yeah. that. Yeah, it's it, it's definitely a shame that it's causing controversy because it sounds like a really good game, but hey, yeah, it's a story. I'm not gonna pretend that I care about that. If other people want to care about it, that's great. I'm not gonna discount that, but I like hitting things. I like getting crits. I like uh, leveling up. I like getting weapons. I will weapons. say
2: I will say this to you, TB. The things the things you love. Conquest is the one to pick. The. I'm
0: glad I picked uh, that one.
2: Though. The. Like, the skill curve is so drastic halfway through that fucking thing. I don't even want to tell you when, but just brace yourself for like, suddenly you're just losing for no damn reason. You're like, w- why? <laughs> Enjoy that. Enjoy that. It's crazy in Conquest. At birthright, it's like, here's your free story. Enjoy. So. Hmm.
0: Yep, I don't care about that Uh, at all. I just want to kill some dudes and get some tag team attacks and get some big crits. That's how it's going to be. Anyone else played anything else this week?
1: Aside from Dark Souls now.
0: Oh, yes, I heard about that. You've been doing your run with... uh...
1: With Yeah, Yeah. Yes. How's uh, that been
0: going for you? How many deaths so far?
1: Oh, I'm almost to 100, I think. Wow,
0: well done. How many bosses um... down?
1: I have no idea. I just beat Gwendolyn. Um is
0: not the end of the game.
1: No, no. Um. um I think that's a, where TB
0: quit. He's like, that's the. Oh end. no, no, no! I I on the bell goggles. What are you talking about now? No, I got Gwendo- a bit further than that, but not much. Gwendolyn
1: far. is like an optional boss that takes okay. place in a long. I I must have been thinking of Gwen.
0: Act. Is it Gwen? Like, is Gwen the last boss? Like the the fiery dude?
1: I don't know anything about the game. I'm experiencing it for the first time. Oh, okay, I won't. So I will don't, don't spoil me. Up, sorry, I apologize. That's okay, Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's been really fun. We found a mod for anybody who has been like, man, I really wish that it was easier for me to like get summoned into my friend's world so that we could play it together. Uh, We found a mod called Wolf's Connectivity Mod. W U L F S. Wolf's Connectivity Mod, and it's. Awesome. You can, like, choose a channel. Like, both people choose a channel to be on in the connectivity mod, and then it, it, like, syncs you up. Like, the second that we put down our soapstone names, we almost instantly pop up in the other person's world. It's awesome. That's good. Um, We've had lots of problems with script kitties, so fuck you guys for popping in and cursing us and breaking all of our shit. Well, I mean, that's Dark
0: Souls, isn't it? You know, if you're going to do the connectivity thing, you're also going to have to deal with people coming into your world and fucking shit up for you.
1: Well, we... We also have a mod on there that's supposed to, like, kick those people out. Like, the second that they come into your world, they're supposed to, like, kick them out once they start doing that. It's helped a little bit, but they can still get in and do something. Um, hmm. So, that yeah. sucks. But the game itself is very fun. I'm having a lot of fun. Specifically because I'm a I'm a Magic user. I've never played a Magic user in DS2. So, uh, I was like, oh, I'll go for Magic this time. And man, it takes a long time for you to feel like you're doing anything in Dark Souls 1 when you're doing magic because you don't get weapons that do any damage, really. So you're you're having... Pew, pew, pew. Yeah, so you're just like... And then run away. And, Expelliarmus. Then, Expelliarmus. and then run away. So it's good for co-op because we have Sam, like, right up in there and then me, like, pew pee pewing people. But I got really frustrated at a certain point saying to myself, man, I'm just, like, not... I feel like I'm not helping the team at all. And right. I know that once I'm on my own, I'm going to be fucked, right? So... You uh, ran the
0: Dreadnought into a wall. It was awful.
1: It was bad. I tried to teleport. I was, like, inside the computer. So... I finally have a great weapon, and now I'm... I'm now it
0: uh, works, yeah.
1: Yeah, now I'm having... A, I was already having a lot of fun with it, but I'm having more fun now, knowing that I'm not just, like, useless on my own.
0: <laughs> what about you, you Are much of a soul's assistic, as I like to call them? Uh, I was not. And then Bloodborne happened.
3: And then now yeah. I, yeah, I guess I am. Great. I don't know. I've, I played Dark Souls one, uh, for a stream as a joke. Like, cause I didn't like it. Like we, I played a couple hours of it. Um, but, uh, you just devoured Bloodborne like chocolate cake. And so I'm curious if Dark Souls three is going to be something that I'm going to spend a lot of time with this year. Hmm. Um, love, just love Gothic horror. So I was like, Oh, Oh, well now I'll play your game. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> A yeah, it's I mean, like that. It's yeah.
0: pretty hard to argue. It's like, hey, I I see some Lovecraft in here. Are you are you hiding Lovecraft from me? Are you hiding Lovecraft from me? Uh, they were, just they bust are, down actually. the door with an axe. Yeah. Hiding Lovecraft is actually give sort of like a me game? the like, Lovecraft. No. Yeah.
1: Board. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, no I'm give, not.
0: You are. You, you. I see it. It's right there. It's under the desk. You where's, put it there. Where's the Lovecraft? Love, give, uh,
2: Lovecraft is under my desk.
0: Lovecraft, all of it. Yeah. Get
2: get out of Lovecraft.
0: <laughs> Fucking Yog sagoth is under your desk. <laughs> the thousand goat young cosmic god thing. Yes.
2: Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. He who never dies is, is under he, there.
0: Indeed. Yeah. He who will devour the universe.
2: Goats. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, you've got a pretty big desk. I'll give you that.
2: In this, in this sleepless city.
0: I mean, that also explains why it's fucking with your skyboard here, really. You have an elder god under your desk.
2: Oh, yeah. No,
1: it's not a fuck up your skype is audio. inside your computer.
2: Yeah, that's not a fuck up. That is the signal to open the waygate. To our Indeed. followers. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, the king Come on. in yellow will shall rise, you know, but for the time being, he's making do with slightly screwing with his Skype audio, you know? He's a yeah, sneaky no. fellow, that guy, that king in yellow. Yeah. Oh, dear. Now, upset a lot of Lovecraft guys. Like, I will have you know that <laughs>
2: in,
0: in this case, Excuse that is yourself. not the right Elder God. He isn't even an Elder God, actually. He's something else entirely. Uh, uh, I. What I, I still need to listen to some of those uh, Lovecraft novels by the guy that does Darkest Dungeon. I do need to get them on Audible because, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I uh, perfect I've, voice for it. Oh my God, is it? Yeah. I, you know what made me kind of feel bad? I, I, so I discovered a book that is right up my alley uh, by, I think, John Scalzi. It's called Red Shirts. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's about Ensigns deliberately trying to avoid going on dangerous missions and getting murdered. Like in the first <laughs> few pages... Kind of minor spoiler, I guess. And Ensign gets his face eaten off by a worm. Like, out of nowhere. It's, it's really, it's funny. And like, as someone obviously that watched a lot of Star Trek, it's like, this is right up my alley. Like, great, I'll get an audible. narrated by Will Wheaton. Oh.
1: No. Oh. Um,
0: like what you do. Don't like your reading. Like, I stopped two chapters into Ready Player One I'm and just read it. I'm just not a fan of
2: your voice. I just I don't. Think... Well, I mean, it's a personal preference, right? You know,
0: there are some yeah. people you like reading you stuff, and there are some people you don't. And, uh, you know, Will Wheaton is one of those people that, you know, I-, I got through two chapters of Ready Player One that just read the book, and I'm just glad I read the book because, frankly, I just would not have enjoyed him reading these things to me. You know, so it's a shame, but it is what it is. So I'm now reading John Scalzi's Red Shirts, and I'm fucking loving it.
2: You're just uncomfortable with the idea of Wesley Crusher reading you while you lay in bed. I mean, I just, I just, I just don't, want,
0: I don't want him that close to my ear. Like, I don't know if, if any of you have that feeling with Will Wheaton, but you know, that's that's a little too close for comfort. Not not okay with that. But there are there are other people that read books on Audible that are better, I think. You know, so I, I tend to get those instead. Yeah. 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 Not a video game. Should be a video game. I play Red Shirts, the video game. In fact, isn't there a game called Red Shirt? I think there is. Actually, isn't that FTL isn't like FTL Red Shirt the video game? Might as well be. It's a no. It was a Red Shirt was a comedy sci-fi social networking game. It was bad.
1: Uh, it was a really bad game. I played it.
0: <laughs> I know. I tried to play it, and I really wanted to like it, and I just I hated it. Like, which was really unfortunate. It was all about like, hey, you're an ensign, and this is about your social life. It's like that's potentially fun. And, I mean, that sounded like it was right up your alley, Dodger, and you fucking despised it, right?
1: I really didn't like it. Yeah, it was not good at all.
0: Oh, God. That sucks. Uh, wasted potential. Such like Horus Heresy Talisman that is awful, I might add. Oh, God. I know. You want to play it with me? I guess we will play it. I'll just, I'll get get high or blind drunk or something (laughs) to tolerate it. Or both. Yeah, oh, but preferably both. Uh, yeah, I mean Talisman in itself is a really bad game. It's always been a bad game. It's advanced Strongly snakes and ladders. Disagree. It's terrible. It, it involves basically no decision making at all. You know, it is rolling the dice and seeing what happens. And Talisman Horus Heresy yes. is that but in the 31st millennium where there yeah. is only war. I was like Yeah. And I, I love Warhammer. <laughs> like I'm a huge 40K nerd. But I will not tolerate that. Because annoyingly enough, there's a better game than that already. It's called Relic. They made a board game version of Warhammer 40,000 Talisman. And they made it better. And they called it Relic. And a fucking Horus Heresy Talisman is literally just Talisman reskinned. And it's $25 for that. And they have day one DLC. It's bollocks. It's bollocks. Don't like it. No. No. Bad. There we go. That, there's my high-level critique. No, no, <laughs> I liked bad. It. Yeah. it was very in-depth. It's time you to grow up, to... be an adult, and roll some dice.
1: <laughs> you
2: newspapered that review right in the nose. I did. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> bad. bad. Stop bad it.
0: talisman. Stop it. You know, I actually yeah. heard rumors that they're going to be eventually porting Relic, and they're going to take out parts of Relic that actually are good. I'm like, no, no. What are you doing? I heard they were going to take out uh, what's called exploding crits, which is when you roll a six, you roll another dice and add that, Mm. which is a good element because it means that you can't snowball and be immune to everything, you know? Right. And they also said, oh, you've got to take out weapon charges. Like, no! The reason (laughs) weapons have charges is so people can't get so far ahead that they're untouchable. The whole point is that you can't collect 5,000 items and be invincible. But like, no, we're going to take that out. It's like, no, you're idiots. What are you doing? Like, you can't design games. No, no. Like, let Fantasy Flight do it. They know what they're doing. They've been doing it for 20 years. You suck at this. Sorry, I like board games, and this board game's not a good board game. And,
1: and,
0: they're, <laughs> and they're kind of ruining the one that is. So I'm pr- pretty pissed off about that.
1: I see. I got yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course.
0: Can I, can I just say, I'm still playing Clash Royale, and it's still fucking great.
2: Yeah. You can, you can say that. Can
0: I shill the shit out of this game?
2: Sure. You can shill Brandon,
0: have you heard about Clash Royale? I have not. You want to hear the good word? Can you you had it was a
3: Clash. I was like, Clash?
2: Clash, the Clash Royale, I haven't yeah. heard of.
0: Can I, can I tell you about our lord and savior, Clash Royale? Go the, on. The best multiplayer mobile game that exists ever. Can I tell you about that? Because that's what it is. It's fucking
2: great. I'm gonna just eat a bunch of halls and, and hope that I die. Uh, you know, <laughs> overdose on halls. Right. Um, you could try. I'll try that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Give it I'm a shot. See, I'll try that
3: right after I download
0: this. You yeah, got forty-five I'm gonna, I'm gonna minutes left of like, the show, so know. begin now. I loved Clash Royale so much. I love it so much. It is. I mean, it's basically a complete off of a Warcraft three mod. I think called Castle Attack or, or Castle Defense right. or something. But it's so good at what it does. It's really quick. Like the games are done in three minutes. It's like. You have two lanes, you have a castle, the castle has a king in it. If you kill the king, you win the game. Alternatively, once the timer runs out, the person that's killed the most towers wins. You have elixir, which is your currency. It generates at a set rate. You spawn units out of a deck. You have eight units in your deck. You have four in your hand at a time. They each cost a different amount of elixir. You spawn the units, they go down the lane, they fight shit, and you win. Or lose, as I frequently do. And the games are done in three minutes, and it is so slick. Like, you get a, you get a game so fast. What, what gets me is, like, how is the matchmaking as quick as it is? The game isn't even out in all regions yet, and it takes me a maximum of two seconds to get into a multiplayer game. And it's usually quicker than that. I press battle, and I'm instantly in multiplayer playing right then and there. No lead up, no waiting, no bullshit. I love it. It's so good. And if I lose, I just get into another game immediately and just play again. Or I tweak my deck. I'm like, you know what? This unit composition is working. I'm going to try something else. I go back in. I play it again. Come back every few hours to open a chest for free and get cards for free and then play. And I love it. I absolutely love it. It is so much fun. If Mm -hmm. if you're in Canada or New Zealand or Australia, I think right now you can play it. Well, I'm
3: screwed then.
1: Aww.
0: But uh, <laughs> if you, you can either get a review code or it's coming out in March worldwide. All right, cool. It's so good. It's so fun. It's really great. <laughs> Just saying. Like, it, it, it really is. It's, uh, and I'm finding a lot of intricacies now that I've played a lot more of it. Like, it's, uh, it's got a lot more depth than I first thought. Like, timing is a huge deal in that game. Like, spawning your units in the right place. For instance, considering the range of each unit, and also taking advantage of the little arches that you have on top of your buildings without getting your buildings damaged. Huge factor in that game. So you're, it's like, okay, there's dudes heading my way. Shit. All right, where do I spawn my dudes so I can get them right on the edge of the range of the tower so they can't hit the tower but the tower can hit them so the tower helps in the fight but the tower isn't getting damaged, you know? And there's actually a lot of precision involved in that. It's a lot of spacing, a lot of understanding how exactly each unit works and what the maximum range of each unit is so you can engage optimally spawning units in the right place for instance so they go after the right target that's a big deal you know figuring out okay this guy's just used this ability so the chances are he probably can't do he can't counter this for a little while so this is where we push now you know Uh, understanding the momentum and the flow of the combat it's really great it's super easy to get into but it's really like it's got a lot of depth it's like it's got a lot to master so I, I hugely dig it. Some people are saying that the, the players are fake players, the CPU players. They don't feel like it. Like if they've managed to make that AI feel like a real person, then all power to them because I couldn't tell. They really, they feel like real players. If, if they're faking players, then they're doing it really well, i got to say. So, I mean, yes, yeah, so I wonder to actually I point out in the chat. is like, is he describing footsies? I'm like, that's exactly, that's exactly it. It's a fighting game principle. It's exactly that. Understanding the range of your character versus, you know, the other dude. It's the same principle. It's a fighting game. But it's this kind of casual, fun, competitive, uh, little light strategy game on mobile that's really fun. Just saying don't dismiss it just because it's from the Clash of Clans, guys. It's really good. Really good. It sounds
1: like it's fun. I'm going to play it when it comes out for sure.
0: Yeah. It, it is, it is. I love it to death. I'm playing it every day. I play it like every chance I get, honestly. It's like, oh, I've got a few minutes. I'm cooking food. Let's play Clash Royale. I'm on the toilet. Let's play Clash Royale. It's perfect. I'm going to sleep. No, I'm not, because I'm playing Clash Royale. I should probably stop that. But it's it's pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> love it. Anyone else been playing anything else this week that they'd really like to talk about? God, I wish I could talk about Super Hot, but I can't. It's the fucking um, embargo. It's Thursday, but that game is wacky. That game is weird in the best possible way. I just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I, I can't. Right. Well, I can't. I mean, I literally can't. It's embargo till Thursday, but that game is uh, pretty, pretty unique. I mean, you've all played the the basic prototype version of Super Hot, right? No, I have played no, it be- at events before. Yeah, Brian, uh, ex- explain what Superhot is to people.
3: Uh, to, to my understanding, you uh, are... It's, trying to think of a game that looks like... It's a very simple polygon. It's, like, it's very... Like, the walls are just white. Like, there's no detail. And the people that you're shooting against are just, like... Kind of like Adam Jensen in the new Deus Ex when he, like, molds up in the little armor. Except they're all red. And every time you move, you physically move your character. The time in the real world moves at the same pace. So if you don't move the analog sticks, nothing everything stays frozen, and it's just a shootout in that environment. So if you have to see a bullet coming at you, you have to like move out of the way at the same speed you know the bullets going past you yes. and uh, and shoot people and then move once the your bullets are in the air and um, uh, look yeah, it looks really fun it, it, It's funny earlier in the show we talked about you know games that demo poorly super hot demos great.
0: Yeah, you can hmm. spend
3: you can spend five seconds with it and get it, and you can spend a half an hour with it and have a good time.
0: Yeah, you can you can play online. Like there's a um, there's a prototype version. I have the full game, and it's a lot more. They, they they flesh it out quite a bit, but the principles are the same. It's so unique, and it feels yeah, so unique. good to get it right. Oh god, it does. Yeah, it feel it just you when you nail that, you know, the right combination of moves. Because it's almost like playing a turn based game. Because as you said, time only moves when you do. So you see the bullets come in. It's like, okay, I need to dodge this. I have two bullets left in my gun. I need to kill this guy. As he's falling, I need to grab his gun out of the air and shoot the other dude. Then throw my gun at the guy that just spawned behind me. Then I'm going to pick up this bottle and I'm going to hit this guy in the face with it. And then I'm going to punch him. And then I'm going to grab the shotgun from the ground and blow his head off. And basically, all that happens in game time in the space of one and a half seconds. Mm. But you're planning your moves out because it's all like, you know, the, the stuff that you're going to see online is mostly like older versions of prototypes. But that game is fucking cool. Mm. It feels so good to get it right in that game. Super hot is fucking cool. Is that the headline? Super hot is fucking cool. It's time to grow up and play super hot. I'm just saying. It's, uh, it's pretty great. But I can't talk too much about the full version, unfortunately. And there's a lot of really crazy story shit that goes on in that. So yeah, mm, careful not to get spoiled because a lot of the experience I will say about that is experiencing the weird ass story that comes along with it because it's fucked up. <laughs> I will tell you that it's uh, pretty cool. Anyone else? Any other thing you want to- Nope, we'll go to break. Nobody's got anything else. Last, last chance. You're, are you raising your hand or are you saying let's go?
3: I'm saying Brandon. I'm good.
0: You're good? Excellent. Okay. We have described all the video games. Every ladies and game, gentlemen. There are no them. more. No more video games. So we're going to take a break. we want to don't... come back talk about the news. You're watching the Co-Optional Podcast. Don't go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. Uh, let's do some news. There's not really a lot to go on this week, but I will say probably the biggest $800 elephant in the room is... The Vive announcement. We've uh, finally we we know how much it costs now. The HTC Vive, which is considered by many to be the competitor to the Oculus Rift, has been announced as an eight hundred dollar product as of today.
1: Less than they were expecting it to be. More than the Oculus costs, though.
0: That that's a. I mean, you basically just ended the segment right there. So thanks for that. (laughs) You've ruined it.
1: You're Uh, welcome. but
0: But you're totally right. Yeah, the 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 initial reaction to the Vive being eight hundred dollars was like okay, and the initial reaction to the Oculus Rift being six hundred dollars was like why are you Stalin, all huh? of you? Why is every one of you Stalin? It was pretty, you know, pretty vicious the backlash to the price announcement for the Oculus Rift. But the you know the price tag for the Vive, of course, being higher, did not in fact result in this. And it's exactly as you said because. HTC and Valve had never given the impression that it would be anything less than that. In fact, they'd actually given the impression that it might be more.
1: People were saying it was probably going to be around a grand. Yeah. And it's less than that, like by hundreds. So they're like, oh, cool. (laughs) Whereas with the Oculus, everyone thought it was going to be cheaper than that because it was like kind of casually quoted as being cheaper than that. So yeah, the backlash I mean, was much bigger.
0: It really was Oculus's fault. I mean in terms of their PR. They they floated this idea that it wouldn't be six hundred bucks for a long time and then only a few months before started dialing that back. And that was a bit too late because they'd been pushing it for years as that. And then people's like, oh okay. Uh that you you didn't say it was going to be like that. But for Vive, you know, I mean they they never ever suggested that it would be cheaper than that. Some people had, but there were weird people online. I mean, I told people, it's like, there's no way it's cheaper than the Oculus. No way in a million years. And of course it wasn't. But it's worth bearing in mind that the Vive does come with some controller stuff and it comes with these uh, lighthouse things, which I suppose, how you set the room up. Brandon, I I don't know if you got a chance to play with any of the VR stuff. Because I imagine like, as someone that worked for trailers, you probably had more access to events that actually dealt with this stuff. Whereas we... We've had a very inconsistent experience with trying this VR out. Now, can you tell us anything about uh, any of this stuff? Um, I, I, I
3: consciously never really put myself at the forefront of, like, got to get in on VR, got to see okay. this stuff. Um, VR is kind of something that I, I, I'm, I'm just going to sit back at, you know, High tide, and just let the wash, you know, kind of come over me on the beach. It's just that like, seems like the right I'll, way I'll to let, be, right? I'm gonna let VR come to me, yes. So, like, I, I, yeah, when the $600 got announced, like, I was not in the camp where I'm like, this is overpriced, this should be cheaper. It's like, why on earth should it be cheaper? This is the first, we are just now getting into this. There's yep. no rules, there's no shoulda, coulda, woulda, you know, it's it it's it, it, it VR doesn't seem to me to be kind of like motion gaming where it's just like oh mom's going to get this like mom is not going to get a vibe no. mom is not going to like we this these are like big screen televisions like this is a major investment that anyone is making for a new technology and so it's something where I'm I, I'm I'm excited to see this year what happens in VR I think it's it, it's going to be a rocky road as far as like delays and 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 people you know buying one thing versus another uh, but I'm I'm a little more excited to see like VR in four years, five years. I think that's really when we'll start to see some really exciting stuff, and not just kind of people putting their toe in the water because who the hell knows? Who who knows who's going to buy what you know VR thing versus another? Not that you know Michael Pachter can't like speculate stuff like that, but it, it's that's such his a job. New, it's such a new thing that I kind of just enjoy sitting back and watching it be new, and then when. I I have I have go to an event and have some friend just grab me by the shoulders and they're just like you need to buy it because you have to play this game like then I might actually consider like okay now it's time for me to go home and and uh, and play VR I also just like to kick back when I play VR when I play video games and and VR is very active that isolates everything else you know and and uh, not necessarily something I look for when I'm like looking to just kick back.
0: You know what's interesting is that you know having used the Samsung Gear VR for quite some time, I will say that there are actually plenty of experiences in there which are just about kicking back and enjoying being mm-hmm. immersed in something. There's, a, I, I've been trying out all sorts of different things. Like there's a there's a cool little thing where you're in the audience of a WWE pay per view. That's amazing. I would pay for that every time. There's a Cirque du Soleil one which is awesome, and I say this is someone who's actually seen that very show. You know, it's a it's a clip of Zarkana where you're in the audience. I'm like, I've seen Zarkana. And this is still, I still like doing this. This still feels so, so immersive, so fun. There's a there was one where I was in the the cockpit of one of the Blue Angels, where you get to look around the cockpit as they're taking off. It's like this is amazing, uh, yeah. and you know, and that's not even good VR. Like Samsung Gear is not great, but I use the Samsung Gear mostly to if I'm stuck in a small room, if I'm on a plane, or if I'm you know, kind of more morbidly like at chemo or whatever, and I don't want to be there. I put my VR headset on and I watch Netflix in a virtual ski chalet. Or I watch a movie on the moon. And the the feeling of space and the relaxation that you get from that is awesome. Uh, so as much as VR is pushed for gaming as a very active kind of, you know, hyper-aware experience, there is actually a lot of potential for even therapeutic uses of VR, I find. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I've tried some of the stuff before. You know, you can go into a Zen garden and it actually it feels good. It feels relaxing because it's all around you. So hopefully, hopefully, this is what we'll be able to do with this as well. I mean, the the cool thing about being on PC, of course, is that you can run literally anything, you know? You don't have to worry about, oh, well, we're on mobile. We don't allow certain experiences, you know? There are some experiences that, no doubt, you would quite like to try that may not be allowed on <laughs> mobile devices. Just I minute. have no idea what you're talking about. I don't have a clue. Yeah, what
2: I, don't, I don't follow.
1: No? Huh? I don't follow at all
0: like i you don't know you could
1: go more in detail that would be great
0: uh, you could explain i'm maybe? not sure i'm not sure if i can do that I-, I think you know twitch guidelines do not allow me to do so but you know there okay. are perhaps there All are right. there are ways and means but it on pc you get access to pretty much anything so that's I cool
3: i don't follow.
2: I don't know what that could be
0: yeah okay yeah, I, I don't yeah I, I might just be making things up i don't know could could be something could but be i nothing. definitely
2: think that uh like Brandon's probably right on the money in the fact that like just wait a while because there's I mean having having lived through the days of VCR and DVD and Laserdisc and then Blu-ray versus uh, HD DVD like all these companies are going to like it's going to be a good two three years before we sort out what the like the headset you should get is going to be we don't know yet if, until then it's gonna be mean, all over the place yeah and, Everyone's going to be trying things and doing things. And if you want to get in on that and be like I was on the ground floor, I did all that cool shit, that's your jam, do it. But if you're like I want to have the thing that I can use for the next 10 years or like get on that, wait, there's no rush. Wait. It's yeah. It's I like mean, Street Fighter. Wait, you don't wait. need it now.
0: <laughs> no, you don't. I mean, I think the problem is that people have said like 2016 is going to be the year of VR. They're right, but only 2016 is going to be the year of enthusiast VR. 2018, 2019 might be the year of consumer VR, you know, real VR that's like affordable and that runs properly and has all the bugs ironed out, you know, at this time, if you're going to pre-order, it's like, look, are you an enthusiast for this? You want to be in on the ground floor, then okay. Pre-order your hardware. I, you know, I'm getting Vive and I'm getting Oculus and I'll, I'll tell you which is better. You know, although what I will say is the Oculus seems to be designed around a room experience and I don't want that. I mean one, I don't really have this office is a bomb site. Well you I,
3: you, t- you touched on something really key, which is we none of us really know how the hell we're gonna cover this, you know? Like absolutely. we, we, we oh, don't God. have the final we don't have the final mo- mockups, we don't know what they're gonna be. So it's like we're gonna be opening each of these things, being like, Okay, how do I how do I communicate film
0: this what's even yeah.
3: happening? And so, like, that's going to take a year at least, you know, for us to get cozy with that.
0: Yeah, that's going to... I mean, coverage of VR outside of... Because really, you're going to have to produce videos probably in VR itself. And some people have uh, tried to do that. I think uh, Angry Joe actually released a 360 video of him at PAX, which you can use with a VR headset. And, like, because YouTube does support that to some degree. Mm. It may be we get an entirely new form of coverage, which will be very interesting. Yeah, all of Uh, it's fascinating.
1: The Oculus isn't designed around a room, though is it? No,
0: it's not. The, Vi- uh, the Vive is. Yeah. I mean, it's not that you can't use the Vive without that shit. You can. But the Vive is built with that as the ideal idea in mind where you set up a room mm-hmm. whereas Oculus is mostly for sitting down. And I mean, I- I'm going to be honest. I don't want to be running and people are like, oh, you can run through Skyrim. No. If I wanted yeah, exercise, no. I'd go out there. I
1: mean,
0: <laughs> I don't want exercise. I don't play video games for exercise. What the hell? But for oculus it's seated stuff and that means it's going to be a little limited in terms of the kind of games that work really well with it and obviously i would think that the vibe is going to support a few more but i'm intrigued and i'm very excited to get my headsets because there are already some games out there that i i know i'm going to play with it i'm going to dive right into euro truck simulator 2 i might buy a wheel and i'm going to use that as my zen game i'm going to drive trucks through europe and it's going to be fun (laughs) and Elite, <clears throat> you know, and all of the space fighting games. Any, you know, I, I if this brings a f- full revival of space combat games, then... Oh, I bet it will. I will prostrate myself before the gods of VR, and I will pledge my allegiance to them. I know. Uh, they will have the... They can have the, my blood and my firstborn if mm. they allow for that, because that is a genre that is only starting to get revived, and I fucking loved it back in the day. So, I hope that that helps... But it is not for people that want a cheap consumer, bug-free experience right now. This is the first wave. <clears throat> it's probably going to be kind of balked in some ways, you know? it's going to be games that work. It's going to be games that don't. There's going to be games that make you sick. There's going to be games that don't run well enough. I mean, you need minimum 90 FPS at a high resolution. That's tricky. You need a a decently powerful PC to make that really work properly. That's going to limit the number of people that can do it. We still don't know how uh, Morpheus is going to work out. How is PlayStation VR going to work out? How much is that going to cost? That has a separate processor. Because we knew the PlayStation 4 couldn't handle it. So it has a separate external processing unit. So how the fuck much is that going to cost? Is it going to cost as much, if not more, than the console? Because I don't think they can afford to take a loss on that. They're already taking a loss on the console. Are they going to sell it at a profit? Because isn't that going to be like $600 minimum then? How many console gamers are going to buy that? I don't know. It's
2: a mystery. But $800 for Vive. Wait, wait. Mm. Let porn make the decision for you, I say. Trust trust me, porn has
0: already (laughs) made the decision. They have already (laughs) made it. They made it as soon as Google Cardboard came out. <laughs> I just imagine, like, the president of porn comes out on the podium, you know, it's just like, ladies and
3: gentlemen, we, decided we decided...
2: to go with, yes, yes. What is it? What and is they... it? They reveal it from a curtain.
1: Oh, my like, God, oh. yes. <laughs>
0: I mean, porn has driven video technology for ages, you know? Porn Look. won the VHS war. Porn won the DVD war, you know?
2: Every time, they decide, man. That's where the money is. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise.
1: I figure... That the systems that are built to work with a PC are the ones that are gonna see, like, the real surge, right? Because we've got we've got all those people on the Steam community making really legit Overwatch porn. Like, that stuff's gonna come straight to VR. You know it, and I know oh, it. Oh, dear. I...
0: Look, I mean, let's not lie. If you're an adult, this is crossing your mind right now. I... You know it is. <laughs> <clears throat> yes if you're I, not I, an
1: adult even if still you're crossing i, your I mind. mean if you're
0: a teenager it's probably definitely crossing your mind it's like look you're buying it for
2: gaming but it's in the back of your mind it's like porn i porn. visualize it as being a frustration simulator because it's like it takes it from i'm watching it on a screen to i'm in the room and i can do nothing and about i still it. can't touch <laughs> yes, anything That is, yeah. oh, Have you guys feedback, enjoy that shit uh, enjoy that the juicy controller will finally pay off
0: oh god that thing finally. oh jesus the penis finally. controller yes that's what we want uh brandon just has this shocking realization in his eyes like Wait, oh up. god that exists I...
3: why well, just i'm looking forward to like going to an event in the future and like meeting someone and i'm like what do you do They're like i run a youtube channel and I'm like cool what do you cover and it's like just vr porn I mean, VR that's porn. movie. Like, that, that is literally porn. all we talk about Oh my god,
2: the best part would be is you could run a VR porn channel on YouTube and never show the actual VR porn you're watching Just you watching it <sighs> I'm, ju- I'm that's, that's You that's have just funny. invented
0: a new level yeah. of terrible reaction channel And they're already <laughs> bad and you yeah. made it worse. How did you do this? You're a mad that's genius
1: amazing All you have to do is just describe what you're seeing, right? Yes, just like, yes Oh my god, the, the boobs, there are boobs They're getting <laughs> no, closer Closer no, no, you do it in classy,
2: like literature versions. Like oh. her milky mounds are quivering. <laughs> oh yes, you class that shit up. And you I'm put sorry, on the milky internet.
0: mounds. I thought that was milky a chocolate bar.
2: Are, milky mounds are quivering. I need
0: a milky mounds. That sounds fun. Under his
2: subtle touch.
0: So, right. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that will happen. <laughs> I can guarantee it will, you know. It's it's a side use, you know, it's something that you didn't buy it for that, but you got it now, you might as well.
3: It's a it's like your PC, you know, it's like you yeah. can get for email, sure, web browsing, video and all yeah, you know. Yeah. But I can But as long as it's it. on my desk.
0: I mean as long as it's here. It's <laughs> yeah, convenient. Exactly. I have a monitor. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Absolutely. I do. Might as well use it. It's true. Indeed. Yeah, So Yep. Yeah, I, I can't wait to get my VR. As I said, my experiences of it so far have been really fun. So I'm looking forward to it. And I wonder which one is better. I will get both and find out. <laughs> not mm-hmm. a, not exactly the you know thing that most people can do, but hey, we get to do YouTube for a living. We can do that Yay. thing. And we can write it off as a business expense and not we're... feel bad about it.
1: Hey, we're, we're relevant. God. Yay. We're Oh, dear. Um,
0: What else, uh, news-wise? It looks like you got something, Dodger. uh,
1: There was just... Speaking of stuff that's, like, potentially broken or buggy... Okay. uh, You guys hear that the, um... Oh, what's the name of the company that made XCOM 2? Firaxis. Firaxis? That's right. They, uh... So they we're like, "Oh, sorry about all of those issues that we had when the game launched, but literally none of us had a problem." Bullshit. Which I thought was the weirdest. Like, why even bother saying that? <laughs> like it's such an obvious lie. All right. Look. <laughs> like none of our testers had problems. I played it on my <laughs> laptop totally <laughs> yeah. fine. None of us had any problems Liars. with the game and then like at, there's a problem now that it's released. Like
0: Yeah right i mean no that's it's so obviously bullshit i mean one i put out my preview video of that game a month before it came out and every single bug that i pointed out in that video was still in the full fucking game when it came out and i know for a fact that they watched that video so no (laughs) you don't get to pull that shit secondly look it is my favorite game of the year so far without a doubt it is awesome and it's it, there's no way you can get around the fact that it's still broken as shit. You can get away with it because it's turn-based, you know? Okay, the frame rate tanks. All right. I hate that it does, but it's turn-based. I can kind of get around it. And some of the stuff you can fix with mods. Thank fuck, you know? There's a great mod called uh, Stop Wasting My Time, I believe, which takes yeah. away yeah. basically all the delays that the game has in terms of actions. Awesome, you know? The modding, scene, mod as well. yeah, the modding scene is taking off in a huge way for that game and they made a great choice supporting that right off the bat. But they are lying through their fucking teeth if they say they didn't know that that game was going to be balked as hell on launch. They knew it. They absolutely knew it 100%. And it's a kind of a shame because it tarnishes what is otherwise one of the best games I've played in years. Without yeah. a doubt. You're much of an XCOM guy Brandon or do you uh hate the dice? I uh, certainly don't blame uh, you.
3: It, yeah, it's not my cup of tea, but uh the first XCOM was our game of the year 2 or 3 years ago that and awesome uh, that me. was um Yeah, I think 3 years ago and yeah. uh um yeah, our, we we had a very glowing review of that game. So um and we had them uh yeah, we our, that was one of my last guest on uh, GT Lives. So it was fun to talk with them about um about all the the ups and downs of uh creating that game. But, yeah, it looks incredible. It looks yeah.
0: Just uh it's own
3: type of torture. Dark Souls is one thing. That's, uh, that's another. If
0: you yeah, want to just get Very punished. much so. Very much so. You know, the, the wonderful story of uh, Dodger and Strippin's love right till Dodger was melted in acid. Oh, and no. then And then Dodger was raised as a zombie and Strippin had to shoot her. And yeah. then Strippin got eaten by a chrysalid. it was beautiful. The war stories from that game. You know, what's really cool about the modding scene as well is that people have got like some complaints about the mechanics of that game. There are already mods to customize your experience. Like people are like, I hate the turn limits. I like the turn limits. I think they force you to be aggressive. They force you to not be slow and Mm. just do the Overwatch bullshit creep strategy. But some people don't like them. So you know what? There's a mod that turns them off or there's a mod that doesn't turn them off, but it lengthens them. So you've got a bit more time. You can customize everything just through the modding system. That's so good. And now they're starting to nail voice packs down. I'm going to announce it right here, guys. I am going to make a voice pack for XCOM. I'm going to do it. Uh you're muted, Dodger.
1: Great. Cool. <laughs> I was
0: considering making a fake Dodger voice pack, uh, but I think
1: that would, that would be fantastic. Yeah,
0: well literally everything is talking about how bad Sam Strippin is at XCOM. That's that's mm. it. That's uh-huh. like you don't say anything else. It's like
1: I'm gonna shoot this
0: guy, and I'll do it better than Sam Strippin. I'm on fire, but Sam Strippin's terrible, so that's worse somehow. And all that kind of thing. But I, I, I want to do a voice pack. It, apparently, uh, if you preview the voice packs right now, it crashes the game, which is not ideal. But, uh, yeah. it, but you know, they'll fix that. They, they said they're already working on it. But, yeah, I really want to do a voice pack for that game. I, I don't think it, it, it didn't seem too hard to mod. So I would love to. There's already a Darkest Dungeon voice pack where they got the. the someone just took the Darkest Dungeon guys. Like, okay, I'm going to take out the bits that are relevant. Like, for poison, it's like a poison is an insidious killer and all this kind of shit. You know the really cool voice acting for that. Yeah, there's a there's a JC Denton voice pack. There is a Mass Effect voice pack that people have come up with. So I think you know this this game has so much potential. You know, it's got so much potential, and it's just a shame it's so broken. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I agree with you though. Like they they just should have just come out and flat out admitted it. It's like we just we couldn't quite get it fixed. You know. We can. We we had some problems. We wanted to get. We shipped the game. It's playable. We're sorry. We're going to fix it. Don't claim we didn't know. You did. You absolutely <laughs> yeah. fucking did. Definitely knew. <laughs> I have the emails <laughs> to prove that you did. Stop it. Don't make me release them. Go on. Uh. Yeah. So they're being a bit silly about that. They don't need to be because their game's been a huge success and people love it despite the fact that it's buggy as shit. That's testament to how good the game is. They're willing to put up with that shit to play it. Yeah. So don't lie. God damn it.
1: Don't lie, you silly patoots.
0: Yeah. Anyone else get anything else? So no. we're gonna go to releases.
1: I don't have the release list. Isn't here.
0: Oh. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Sorry. I didn't email that to you. There you go. I posted it right now. There you go. Cool. Let's uh, wrap up the releases for the next week, Woo! then, and then we'll do some shameless plugging, and demand that you go to our videos or give us money of some description, something like that. That's kind of how it works on this show. We're We're internet panhandlers is what we are.
1: We are. All All right. right,
0: Release list. Here we go.
1: All right. So February 23rd, a.k.a. Today, we have Tales from Magile, Embers of Rage.
0: Huh. The old Tales of Magile was kind of a a roguelike, like an actual roguelike, full-on turn-based one. Apparently, Tales of Magile, Embers of Rage is DLC for that game and is a big expansion to it. It also has, I'm going to say this, I know you're an indie dev, but oh my God, you can't make trailers. I don't know if you go to any of the trailers for this game, you'll see that like, that's a default text effect from Adobe Premiere, isn't it? I know because oh, I've no. used that before. It's, it's very, very amateurish, but Aww. apparently the game's pretty good. Like People seem to like it. If you're kind of into real roguelikes. I mean, for God's sake, Tales of Medal has overwhelmingly positive reviews. 95% positive on Steam out of 1,440 ratings. That's pretty good.
1: Sounds like it's dope as fuck.
0: I mean, yeah, if you like roguelikes, like real roguelikes, it it seems like the way to go. Mm -hmm. God, these are all default. Every one of them. I recognize all of these. I (laughs) used the same effect 10 years ago when did a Let's Play of Shining Force 3. It's the same one. God damn it oh god all right next
1: next game is called making history the great war
0: one is going to assume that is this is a turn-based kind of war game yep yep Yep. that's exactly what it is yeah the making history series has been around for ages so yeah that's that
1: cool next is called bridge constructor stunts
0: you know if i was hiring a bridge constructor the last thing i would want him to do is be involved in stunts he does his
1: own
2: stunts though that's two for one He's so good at everything. He's so
1: good. Yeah, it's Mm. great.
0: Yeah, apparently, some people do not like it. It's like, because I've seen a game like this before that was about building. Wasn't it called like Polybridge or something? Was that the name of the game? Like, where you would build a bridge and you had to have it. Yeah, it was called Polybridge. That's an early access where it's like you've got to build a a bridge and then have the car drive over the bridge so it gets to the end. Like, basically, you build a bridge for a stunt. It looks like a bad version of that, unfortunately. Okay. So, maybe just get Polybridge.
1: Next. (laughs) Oh, that bus just fell right in the water. Okay, next up is called Chaos Tower.
0: Which is also, weirdly, about building bridges, uh, but also towers. It's a physics based action tower defense. Build the tower from a whole bunch of different parts and prove it against natural forces like earthquakes, wind, and meteors.
2: There are also robots in it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it looks kind of neat. Um, I, I have a bit of a soft spot for physics-based bullshit. and <laughs> uh, this, this game seems like it's got quite a bit of that.
1: Word? Word up? Next. Cool. Next up is called Once Upon Light.
0: Once Upon Light, eh?
1: Once Upon
0: Light. Was uh, oh, it One Upon Light or Once Upon Light? It's One Upon Light, apparently.
1: Oh, it says Once Upon Light on Blaine
0: here. Blame Chris. It's his fault.
1: Chris, Pass Passing the book,
0: passing the book. Take no responsibility for my own actions. A one upon light uh, is explore the ruined remains of Aurora Sciences Labs in a world where the rules of light and shadow no longer apply. Just stay out of the light. Top-down puzzle game involving light mechanics.
1: Cool. Next up is called Messel, M-E-S-E-L.
0: That sounds like a Middle Eastern rice dish. But in fact, it is inviting you to become the protagonist and the writer of a novel at the same time. Create oh. your own novel with your own decisions. I mean, this seems... Just, I just don't... This seems cool, actually. Uh. So every choice the player makes and every revealed mystery adds to the novel. The, way success, the success of the novel depends on the style of the player. Depending on their game style, the player can write a novel up to 100 pages by playing the game. That's really awesome.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. i mean, it's always wanted
3: RPGs to do that. You know, you have like a journal you can go through to see all the stuff that you've done. I always thought it'd be fun if it like wrote it in the first person so your character, depending on the type of character you picked. Oh, I love that. I mean,
0: you remember how like Fallout 1 and (laughs) 2 did their endings where they'd have like a bunch of text based on things that had happened in the game? Yeah, Yeah, I'd I'd love it to be like I mean, this is only $5, which is actually kind of fucking surprising. That's Uh, kind of
2: like Witcher 3, where every time you do shit, in the game as like dandelion write out your story as you progress yeah. and you can like go back and look at all the different things you've fucked up yeah <laughs> basically basically
0: i'm gonna make mary sue the video game out of this i'm gonna do the most awesome perfect. things i'm gonna be a perfect character i'm invincible
1: mm-hmm. i like yeah. it
0: I- i'm gonna try this out apparently it's like uh, it's about two hours long which i think for five bucks is pretty reasonable i am gonna mm. try this this looks neat all right cool. next
1: Next game is called Alone in Space.
0: Alone in Space. Actually, can we, can we make a promise? I know this is probably not going to end up happening. What I'd love to do is we all play it this week and we all come back and we all tell us, each other about our novels. <gasps>
1: Messel? Let's do it.
0: Yeah. It's two hours. We can do that, right? Yeah. Is that, yeah. is that feasible?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Doable? Cool. Yeah. All
0: right, we're doing Messel Boot Club next week. That's how it's going to be. <laughs> awesome. I need to kind of tell whoever our guest is. I haven't booked them yet. that <laughs> They have to play this game.
1: Like, welcome to the podcast. Also, you gotta play this game. It's two hours. Also, of your write life. a book. It's fine. It's gonna be great. Write also, yeah, a book ri- immediately. Come to the
3: podcast. Where's your
0: book? <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next one is Alone in Space. As you said, uh, it is a first-person puzzle game in space. Everything's going fucking wrong. Oh God, help! Great. Yeah.
1: Uh. Well, the next game is called Drizzle Path Genie.
2: It's a weird name. It is. it is a very weird name. It is a beautiful looking game, but it's also a walking.
0: It's game. a walking simulator by the looks of it. Yeah, it, it looks gorgeous. Well, it literally says "Walk as Lula on the path you choose as she journeys to discover the meaning of the genie and fulfill her destiny." So it is it, and they uh, they say it's about it's four hour game, four hour relaxing experience, basically a kind of exploration mystery slash walking game. It looks beautiful. I'll give them that. Like yeah. uh, its art style is. Weirdly gorgeous.
2: named. I guess Drizzle is in rain because every screenshot shows rain.
0: Yeah. There's, I don't the, know. This hmm. is not the first one of these games either. There's one that's just called Drizzle Path that people didn't really like. Um, but that that came out last year. That had very mixed reviews. It's actually built in the Cry Engine, if you can believe that. It looks gorgeous. Huh. It's interesting to see a sequel to a walking simulator. Because usually that's not something that happens. So I wonder if they've improved it. Because... It had very mixed reviews. People didn't necessarily like a lot of the stuff that was happening in it, so I wonder how they've improved it. Hmm. Okay, next.
1: Next is February 24th. Tomorrow we have Ninja Senki.
0: Ninja Senki. It is... Oh, that is very 8-bit, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, it's an 8-bit retro-inspired platformer thingy that kind of looks a little bit like Ninja Gaiden crossed with uh, Goman, Mystical Ninja.
2: Can we just appreciate the artwork for this game, which shows a ninja looking at a demon he just threw throwing stars into, and the demon's like, that shit didn't even hurt. And the ninja's like, ooh, beautiful. Very
0: graphic novel. Very, very silly. All right, next.
1: Next is called Obliteracers.
0: That is a great name for a video game. It is. I like it. If there was a video game name of the year award that was the video gamest of video games, I'd give it to this. This actually looks pretty neat. uh, Same screen party racing. Uh, Does it actually have online? Oh, God. It it says multiplayer, but I have a feeling it has no online play, so it's going to sell no copies on PC. Uh, It's up to 16 players on the same screen. It reminds me of kind of Micro Machines, actually, but with weird animals in cars. And it doesn't have multiplayer. I don't think it has online. God, stop this. They keep doing this. Indie game developers, please. I understand it's hard to get online multiplayer going on PC. It's not an easy thing to do, but for fuck's sake, people are not going to buy a game otherwise. (laughs) Oh, God. They're like used game pads, laptops and smart devices, extra controls. I mean, that's neat. That's really cool that it's like you can use your phone as a controller. That's awesome. I love that. But it's on PC and people, uh, they're not going to buy it. I'm sorry. This always frustrates me whenever this happens because it's like this game looks amazing, and you're releasing on a platform where almost nobody does couch co-op. It's like ah, no, no. Next,
1: next up is called Just Death.
0: Well, at least to the point.
1: Just Death
0: death game open world sandbox crime game early access yeah that great. looks like uh, yeah, great yeah that will be awesome yeah
1: next is <laughs> battle station harbinger harbinger
0: yeah so i actually played this game on mobile i actually did an oh. entire video based around this game not being very good uh, it was it was like it was a cool idea it's like hey you want a space a top-down space strategy that has kind of ftl bits in on mobile i'm like yay and then i play it, it was like this, i Barely have any control over this game. They actually took a lot of that feedback and they put it into the PC version. And I actually have played the PC version and it is a bit better. I will admit, I, played, I haven't played enough of it yet to give a full opinion, but they have improved it quite a lot. Mm. So it might That's be worth your time. Maybe. But I haven't <laughs> played enough to tell you yet. And it's probably also a lot more expensive than the mobile version. Mm. Although I don't know because they actually haven't got a price tag for it yet. It comes out in 18 hours. So I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Next.
1: Alrighty. Well, the next game is called the kindred
0: mm, really what is that
2: all about then it the- is voxels voxels
1: voxels a creative
0: sandbox game yay uh, apparently Ooh. it's about helping the kin survive though so it has some survival elements and you're apparently trying to work together to it's the kin help the kin great I, but it's early access so maybe wait next
1: all right, next is called Disgaea PC. Yeah, Disgaea. Life destroying
0: Disgaea
1: on PC. But on PC.
0: Oh my god. Have any of you here played Disgaea? <laughs> no.
2: Yeah. Yes. No. Disgaea. Long time ago. Oh my god. That
0: is a game that has way too much fucking content in it. Like it every item in that game is a dungeon in and of itself. You can literally... It's called the item world. You can literally go into the item and fight through an almost infinite dungeon to level the item up. It's ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. Uh, But that game does have some really cool elements. Like, you can throw prinnies at people that are exploding penguins. And you can stack characters on top of other characters in order to get up higher. There's also a literal parliament in the game where you vote on issues that are affecting the netherworld at this time. It's... It's also got an amazing soundtrack. But you need a lot of patience for that game, I admit. I played a lot of the Disgaea games. I love them, but I never have the patience to beat one. I don't even know if it's possible to beat them, actually. They're, they're way mm. too fucking long. They're crazy. It's, it's really interesting to see this finally come out on PC, though. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really neat that Japanese developers are finally doing this. I'm really actually Just very They're finally healthy. considering
1: PC to be a good part of the market. <laughs>
0: yeah, I like it. It's, it's great. So, it's print, printy, it's dude. Get, get some printy. Next
1: Next, on February 25th, we have Blood Alloy Reborn.
0: Uh, all right. That just sounds like we're trying to be as badass as possible. You are a hyper-agile cybernetic machine of robot death in an ultra-fast 2D acrobatic shooter and slasher. So it's a retro-inspired 2D thingy, but it's focused on a lot of weird precision play and cool melee shit. Kind of reminds me of Strider, actually. Reminds me a lot of Strider. Doesn't look terrible. Mm. Next.
1: Cool. Next is called Portal Knights.
0: Which is not anything to do with Portal. It is a 3D sandbox thingy with bosses and mining and crafting and hmm, it looks like Cube World, kind of, but maybe more developed than Cube World is
1: next uh well the next game is called sprinter and i can't tell if i've found the right game but it seems like it's the only game that's coming up when i type sprinter
0: is it a minimalist art style kind of running game thing yeah yeah but it's got a story like a real big story with it story it claims Hmm. maximum story which is a bit weird
1: maximum story my goodness indeed all right well the next game is called heaven's hope
0: Heavens, hope.
1: Heavens to Betsy. Hope.
0: It's a point and click game. Yep, point and click.
1: Uh, cool. Next game is called Total War Attila.
0: That's already out and has been yeah, for a I long time. Say, Why the hell game. is that on the release list? I don't, I could not tell you why that's on the release list. It shouldn't be there because that's been out for ages. I don't know if they're doing like a, a, diff, a re-release of it or something. Uh,
1: Slavic Nations Culture Pack.
0: Ah, uh, like It just came out. All right. Or it's about to, yeah. Yeah. I, I actually don't know how good... I mean, I, I like the Total War games, but I kind of stopped playing them after Rome 2 because they're just... I, I was sick of buying games that were buggy all the time.
1: Yeah. Even Shogun 2. This one has mixed reviews. Yeah, even Shogun
0: 2, which is like one of my favorites. I had the bug where certain castle designs would literally have a giant hole in the terrain that people could just run through. Like the the terrain didn't work. So people would literally run up the walls and capture my flag from under the ground. Because it was that buggy. I was like, I I hate this. It's like, I want (laughs) to love this game so badly. And you keep releasing buggy shit. Uh, I tell was apparently exactly the same problem because there's a lot of, uh, of people saying it's broken and it's got way too much DLC. It has eight DLC packs already <laughs> that <laughs> cost $72 in total. That's, Jeez, that's too much. That game only came out last year. That game has literally only been out for a year and three days or so. That's, oh God. All right, enough of that, please.
1: All right. Well, our next game is called Factorio. I oh, kind like of like that it's this. like- like a factory, but
2: SimCity? and you're just, It looks cool. Yeah, you can basically develop... You, you have to develop a fully
0: automated factory that, um, that builds everything in the most efficient way possible. I've heard good things about Factorio, actually.
2: Yeah.
0: It, but it's more of a puzzle game, I think, than a management game. So I'd probably hate it, but I want to try it anyway.
1: Hmm.
0: So I'm, I'm, I'm happy that this is... The weird thing is, this is coming to Steam. They've already sold 110,000 copies of Factorio without being on Steam huh that's impressive actually that there, are very impressive. F- there are very few games that can even shift anywhere close to that without being on steam but apparently this is the steam release so it's it's an early access game but it's very developed like it's got a lot of stuff already in it so i have interest in factorio definitely
1: cool the next game is called life in bunker and it is a bunker building simulator it's it looks like uh the the fallout shelter game but better
0: <laughs> oh okay i'm in because Fallout yeah. Shelter was bad at least in my yeah. opinion.
1: It's like it's like more top down or like isometric, kind of like The Sims. Yeah, so it's an like actual
0: all... strategy instead of like a clicker, which is what which is all fact, you know, a uh, fucking yeah, Fallout Shelter looks really like was. Yeah. It's like you're
1: trying to keep everybody alive until Earth is habitable. Is the idea.
0: I want this and uh, I don't think it's early access. Yeah, it's going to be a full release. Awesome. Why don't I have code for this yet? Chris get on it. Next?
1: Uh next is called Lost Bros.
2: Okay. Imagine Lost Vikings, but not Lost Vikings at all. <laughs> just, just go look on. At it. uh-huh. It's lot. It has the same like I'm shield bro and I'm gun bro and I'm sword bro, and then we are going to do stuff together, but not in a Lost Vikings platformy way, in like a puzzle solv'y way.
0: Yeah, they they actually claim it is the Lost Vikings crossed with Bill and Ted: Excellent Adventures. Okay, they're bros. I screwed the name of Bill and Ted up completely there. It's not. It's it, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, damn it. I'm so bogus. Ugh. So not okay bogus. with that. I The, the one thing I was I love the idea of this game. I will say that I hate the art style. It is <laughs> horrible. Uh, it, it, which is a shame. Because things like Lost Vikings had a great art style. And that game came out 20 years ago. So maybe there's no excuse to screw it up in 2016. <laughs> there's a uh, boat. It has a boat. You have uh-huh. to row it exit boat
2: next
1: the next game is called that damn level redux which looks like a jesse game
2: nope looks like shit
1: looks like a weird a fucking weird ass game
0: dive into action with the big damn heroes join the teenager the mutant the ninja and the turtle as they risk their lives to defuse bombs under dams find loot equipment triumph or perish that yeah this game looks why is there a cat what the fuck they designed that level around that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fucking sewer yes. level.
2: Yes. That's it the worst. Look, that doesn't look fun to me. That looks like it, it would drive me crazy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it, the art style I is... I you knew me, doctor. The art style gave my eyes cancer. It's awful. That is terrible. Oh, my God. Uh, that looks almost as bad as Meme Run in terms of its art style. It looks
1: very... Yeah, it reminds me of Meme Runner.
0: Yeah, it's literally MS Paint the game. Blech. Next.
1: Next, on February 26th, we have Color Chemistry.
0: Which hopefully does not look like MS Paint the game. Colors uh, and Chemistry. Abstract color mixing puzzle
2: game. Yep.
0: Next.
1: Next is called Battle Crust. Is this okay. about bread? It's no. It's not about bread.
2: Disappointment.
0: It's a, I assume this is a, I mean, Shooter. it looks okay. like it's one of the uh, Japanese indie sh- uh, shmup bullet hell thing. Yes. By the looks of it, by Pick- Pick Soft. I don't know if they're Japanese or not, but it definitely looks that way. Next.
1: Next is called We Are the Dwarves. Are we? We are. When did that happen? I don't know.
0: We're the dwarves. But apparently opposite. Wow, you play dwarven astronauts, apparently. Yeah. In an action-based tactical adventure. This looks neat. Uh, yeah. A dwarven
1: starship headed into the deep stone space.
0: <laughs> yeah, so you take control of one of three, again, different kind of characters. It seems like it's kind of top-down Diablo-y. Looks what like I can it. tell, kind of, but yeah. with more tactics. Oh, mm. okay, I'm interested.
1: Uh, next game is called Hunison, like venison, but with hue. Or like, name.
0: or like unison. No, the a U? No, no, like, um, he,
1: like, like venison.
2: venison but with you it's a puzzle shooter you. that
0: takes elements from many classics and lesser known games and uses the revered commodore 64 sid chip to make the music i love sid music by the way i don't know if any of you dig it brandon's nodding his head into sid music like machine uh, eye supremacy
3: i i love me some retro music man i mean as an editor like looking at the waveforms of like old mm. school music is just fascinating it really just is. giant blocks of noise. They're it's really like, great.
0: like, that's a sawtooth wave. I love that. Look at this. Isn't this beautiful? Yeah. I, I wonder if I just get the soundtrack. I don't want to play this game, but I want to listen to it. So maybe I just get the soundtrack for it. Next.
1: Next is called Dyadic.
0: Mm, Dyadic. Why have I heard of this game?
1: It sounds familiar to me too.
0: Yeah. I don't know why, because I actually haven't heard of it at all. It is... Uh, it's a co-op puzzle platformer. That's what it is. It's a local co-op game. Cool. Yes. According to this, like, you're working together, but you're secretly enemies. Will you be friends right. or foes working together to steal a relic? That might be a dodger and stripping game. Maybe.
1: <laughs> Always. Friends, yet enemies. Always. Indeed. Next. Uh, next game is called Space Jacked.
0: Please be more interesting. No, it's, uh, okay, tower defense. All right. But it has a really neat art style. It looks like duck game. What the? This is fucking Super Crate Box. This this looks exactly like Super Crate Box, but apparently you you build turrets to protect your starship. So it's Super Crate Box. No, it literally is Super Crate Box. Oh, like it it looks oh. so similar,
2: but you can build turrets. So that's the, that's the twist. All right.
1: All right. Next is called Unreal World.
2: This is the game. If you haven't followed the world of internet news is, like, from 1992, and it's finally being released. Like, this is the one that, like, has been in Better development never. that long. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. It's finally coming out. So if you are one of those people who's like, what was a game like in 1992? There it here is. There you go. It's like, <laughs> do
0: you want a game that looks like Yoda stories? Then here we go. It, it does look ancient, but I, I I imagine it has probably ridiculous depth as a result of the development time. Or maybe it sucks. Who knows? Maybe. We just don't know. Uh,
1: the next game is called Stardew Valley.
0: It is a farming simulator, by the looks of it. Kind of like a harvest moon. It has some really nice pixel art. Like That is a great looking pig. That is a really nice looking pixel pig. I, I'm digging it. It, yeah, so it's it's basically kind of the farming RPG, so it's sort of Harvest Moon-esque. You can even marry oh. people, just like in Harvest Moon. So,
1: Perfect. Yeah. Uh, the next game is called The Town of Light. It looks like it's a psychological horror, but I'm, I'm trying to find, like, gameplay. It's first person.
0: Mm, yes. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to look at it's the... Towards
2: the end of the trailer, it Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's, there's almost no gameplay. Just, it does definitely look like a psychological horror, though. You're right.
1: Mm. The game is intended when you only look at images.
0: for adult users, apparently. Mm. Mm. There you go. Also Grow has VR. Up. Fuck Play that. Town of Light. Nope. No VR. No horror VR. Nope. Absolutely not. Not happening. Nope. Next.
1: <laughs> Next, on February 27th, we have Era of Majesty.
0: Please be ships. Please be ships. Real-time strategy game with elements of RPG. You manage people in order to build your own city. This looks yeah. quite similar to that Siege game. Uh, the kind of sideways, uh, side-scrolling kind of Siege defense game that we we're talking about a few weeks ago. Uh, dodgy that you were playing, I think. Or was it Jesse that was playing it?
1: Side-scrolling that, Siege defense? That kind of
0: game where you, ha- you built a town and then you were attacked like every night and shit. and you went Oh, to- Kingdom? Kingdom, yeah. yeah. Looks a bit like that. Oh, yeah,
1: that game's fun. I love yeah. Kingdom.
0: But it's early access, so maybe wait on that. Next.
1: Next, on February 29th, we have The Sentient.
0: The Sentient.
2: You play as an AI tasked with helping mankind explore the vastness of space, customize your ship, recruit a crew, battle alien vessels, research new technology, and explore randomly generated universes. This looks fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks kind of FTL-esque in ways, but possibly with a bit
0: more ship management and kind of building and stuff. I like the look of it. I'm going to check that out.
1: Cool. And as our final game before next week, we have Fragmental.
0: Fragmental. This is a couch play twin stick shooter. Looks gorgeous. Uh, it looks like a kind of mix of Geometry Wars and that other tank game whose name escapes me. Battlezone, I think. it's Very colorful. Really mm-hmm. cool art style. Shame it's couch co-op and coming out on PC. Uh, but there you go. That's it. That's the releases yeah. coming out this week. I don't think we've missed any. I don't think... Uh, we actually have. Uh, actually, I don't know if Super Hot is actually coming out this week or if it's just the embargo. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's check. Super Hot release date is in one day, 21 hours. Yep. Super Hot oh, is coming out this week as well. It wasn't on our list for some reason, but yeah, you can get Super Hot this week. I don't know how much it's going to cost. But there you go. Cool. That pretty much wraps our show up for today, folks. Thank you very much for watching and putting up with uh, all sorts of nonsense. But big thanks, of course, to our guest who was absolutely awesome today, Brandon. Thank you. Ever so much for coming on the show and I'd like personally to wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors do let us know Thank you, sir what those endeavors yeah. happen to be and we'd love to know if you've got anything planned over the next few weeks if there's someone we can go to find what you're doing what's going on uh you can follow me on uh, trailer
3: Jones on Twitter I also managed to get that twitch channel so uh, if I do any streaming or chatting about stuff uh, you can find it either on Twitter or on Twitch and then hopefully in less than an hour we're all gonna uh, the whole GT crew is gonna get together we're gonna hash out ideas about what we want to do moving forward and uh, whatever happens then uh, we'll get communicated to our fans as soon as humanly possible uh, I'm actually taking a uh, a trip to San Francisco next week because I never really spent a lot of time in SF and there's just a lot of fun stuff happening up there yep. uh, especially because I'm in Los Angeles so I'm relatively close. So I'm going to be up there next week, just saying hi to some people that I never really get a chance to like socialize with outside of big, you know, uh, stressful gaming events. Sure. And then probably the week after that, I think second week in March, uh, if we have an announcement to make, it'll probably be that week. So, um, so stay tuned.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, we've seen plenty of people. Yeah, of course. I mean, we've seen plenty of people like managed to pull us off, you know, kind of funny, I think is a, you know, is a great example of guys that came off of the I wouldn't say big corporate organization, but, you know, they're part of a bigger organization. They did something on their own. They were able to support themselves. You know, Patreon and uh, merchandise and all that kind of thing really helps. So I'm sure that you guys will land on your feet. You've got the experience. You know what you're doing. Um, as long as Kyle gets a better webcam, we'll all be good, right? Oh, good. Okay. Let me wait on. Let me write that down.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Tell, tell Kyle to get us up that works and we'll be got good. Got it. Uh, Dodger, what's going on on the channel this week? What's going on?
1: Uh, same old, same old. Uh, if you follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash dexteritybonus, we're doing more Dark Souls 1. Um, that's been super fun. We're trying to finish it up before the end of the month, which is coming up rapidly. So, it turns out that game has way more to it than I thought it would when we played the first 12 hours. I was like, how, how far into the game do you think we are? And he was like, maybe like 10%, and I almost barfed. Like, how? How's this game? How is there so much? But, uh, yeah. So I would encourage you to watch that. Watch the VODs if you'd like. And I don't know. We got we got news. We got manga pod tonight. All all kinds of good stuff. Reading a manga called Space Brothers, that's super good. The first four volumes, if you'd like to catch up. It's a pretty quick read about about space. So
0: Jesse, what's going on the channel
2: this week? Yo, uh, today is the end of Firewatch, um, so enjoy that business. I will I would, watch your reaction yes. to the
0: ending. I can't wait to see what you think of it.
2: I, yeah, I would say, for once, YouTube comments have been real generous in that apparently I found a bunch of shit, like, a lot of people missed, so uh, it probably oh. affects my opinion of the ending. Um, I think that uh, then we'll probably, I've been wanting to do Oxenfree for a while, and I think it might happen. I think a- after having played it a little bit this past weekend and figured out, like, oh, this is like kind of a horror game, I'm a, all right. Shit, let's do it. So that might be yeah. coming up next. So look for that business. All right. Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't want to play Oxen Free, so I guess I'll watch you play it. That sounds good.
2: <laughs>
0: I don't know. As long as you know what he's I, there for. As damn long it, long as it, long damn as it. Don't go. That. I don't know. I don't. As long as you're not annoying, as annoying as usual. Uh, we
2: had a moment, you son of a bitch.
0: T- 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 a <laughs> little moment. moment. tiny little moment. Just, just there. What's uh, coming with the channel this week? Uh, well, I mean, if I can, I- I'm probably going back to bed after the show because I have a huge sleep debt and it's really pissing me off. Uh, but m- when I've actually slept up, I'm definitely going to do a-, a video on Marvel heroes. Like I, I like it so much that I think you know I want to spend some time. Comparing my first video of it three years ago to what I'm doing now, because it's just so different and a lot more fun. Super hot, definitely coming. Embargo for that is Thursday, I believe. Let's see, embargo Thursday, February 25th at 6 a.m. Pacific. So I probably am going to spend most of tomorrow beating that. I'm, I'm I think I'm about halfway through it, so I might finish it. We'll see. I mean, it may be too long, and I might just not finish it, but. One way or the other. I've got I've got an opinion of that game. I just want to see where it goes from here at the moment. Outside of that... What else is there? I know there's the Hitman beta that's going on. I just got sent code for uh, Gigantic, as it turns out the devs were listening, so I might try that. And of course Far Cry Primal is out on March the 1st. It's It's been delayed a week on PC. There is... I just want to point out there have been no review codes sent out for PC as of yet. I was contacted by a fucking games website whose name i will not say that asked me to comment on uh what they claimed it's like so uh we're being told that you're claiming there will never be pc review code for this game I'm like i didn't say that so apparently what i'm told is that someone took my tweet posted it to reddit but omitted the so far bit so everyone now thinks that I have proclaimed there will never be review code for Far Cry Primal on PC.
2: Thanks, if TV Reddit. If proclaims it, it must be true. I
0: appreciate your bullshit and you heard mangling him earlier. what I said. He yeah. said
2: the gays throwed poison daggers. It must can I? be true. The Shurikens are canai everywhere. It's the gays. They're throwing them constantly. I'll never not think the gaze is like that. It's just the stupidest thing I've ever said. It is ever the dumbest thing everyone's ever you know, said. The gaze? The gaze.
0: <laughs> you it instantly sound dumb as shit by yes, saying that. Yeah, that is very true. Yeah, so uh, thanks to social media who apparently twisted all my fucking words and got me emails from fucking games websites asking me to confirm my statement there will never be a fucking review code for Far Cry Primal. Thanks, you idiots. One way or the way, yeah, we just haven't got one yet. That's why we said so far. Uh, so I expect we'll probably get one probably a couple of days before the game comes out. Or we might not now, thanks to that. Ubisoft is like, nope, we're not giving him one. He's, he's talking bullshit. I don't know, but yeah, that's, that's obviously a priority. There are reviews out for it already, but only for the console version, just... Remember, it's being ported by Ubisoft Kiev, and we all had problems with Far Cry 4, and you had problems with Far Cry 3 as well on launch, didn't you, Jesse, on PC? so
2: I yep. had problems with 3 and 4. I would yeah. say chill on the launch for PC. Chill it. Yeah. If you need it now, get it on Xbox or PlayStation. There's no reason to get it right away on PC. No, you don't know how to...
0: as shit. It might be. You know, a lot of Ubisoft Kiev ports are, so, you know, just... You might want to hold off on it just a little bit. Well, obviously, as soon as I get it, I'll let people know how it performs. But the question of whether or not I'll get that before launch, that is, I don't know. You know, they may be holding it back. They may not be. I don't know at this point. All I know is I don't have code for it yet. So that's that. Cool. That pretty much wraps up the show, folks. Thank you very much for watching. Big thanks, of course, to our guest, Mr. Brandon, aka Trailer Jones. Go follow him on Twitter. Make sure to keep up with what him and the Game Trailer's crew are doing. We're about done, folks. Thank you very much for watching. Big thanks to all of our new subscribers today. And we are leaving now. I'm going to go grow up and play some Street Fighter (laughs) V. I'll see you next time. Goodbye!
1: Bye, everybody.